On this episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast, we talk about a Houston stoner that meets a tiger. We do a Girl Scout cookie and bourbon review. And our special guest, Jeremy White. All that and more on this episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin. And how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina. But most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue One, 2016's Honorable Mention Grammy Nominee of the Year, the inventor of the Redneck Egg Roll. Give it up on old mic number one. It's Mojo! How about you, buddy? The most exciting podcast coming out of Concord, North Carolina. The number one, the number one. most exciting podcast coming out of Concord. If, if there was an exciting category, I guess. We would nail it. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for tuning in once again. Uh, you have reached the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast, as you've heard aforementioned. <laughs> Leave a message. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Please uh, go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also go to our uh, website at southernfriedphilosophy.com, Twitter's and Instagram at SFP Radio, our YouTube.com forward slash SFP Radio. Most importantly, please go to our iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, FBI, Spotify. Wherever, yeah, Spotify. I can't mm-hmm. remember all the listings now, but anywhere you listen to a podcast, you most likely you can find us, unless it's some. Uh, Azerbe- Azerbaijan uh, podcast. What did you say? Yeah, yeah. Watch your mouth. That way. It's a family but, show. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, please please do that. Go like, subscribe, review, rate. Uh, that's the most important. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, please share those favorite episodes as you've been doing. Yep. Um, hey, listeners, you're, you're doing your job. We don't have multi-million dollars to spend on marketing, but, but you're doing a, a good job. Uh, this week, we're going to ask you to do one thing and one thing only. Just share one episode of the, the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Put it on your Facebook page. Say, hey, I really like these guys, and all your friends should too. We are two people right now away from getting 500 likes on Facebook. Right. So we're right, right there. I mean, yeah, do I think, it. Uh, Somehow we put the page up wrong because it's not listed properly like you know, like a business pages or, or entertainment yeah. pages. So we did something wrong in our initial <laughs> layout. So it's well, kinda, that's a shocker. It's kind of hard where <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard where uh, random people can find it. It's, it ta- really oh. takes people to be interactive with it. So we apologize for that. Apologize for that. We may be setting up something else uh, along the way. That way people can randomly stuff, yeah. see stuff like that. But uh, yeah, talk about our new listeners. Yeah, we have got some from Port Neches, Texas. I don't think I'm saying that right. Uh, Port Neches. That sounds cool, though. Noches. 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 I'd like them with chicken and some barbecue sauce on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The, the guac and the sour cream. That's how I like my nachos. <laughs> nachos mamas. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also got some listeners out of Russia. I, it doesn't say where. It just says Russia and Germany. So, hey, buddy. Yeah. We are worldwide, y'all. Ta- uh, whoever the person is in Tavistock, England. Come on with it. Yeah. Hello from America. The other thing, and I don't know if this should bother me or not, and I'm going to ask you, if you look at our, our stats, and you can see where people generally are, are listening, one of them says unknown, comma, unknown. 
I'm thinking that could oh. be the U.S. space station. Oh. Or maybe it's extraterrestrial life. I think the aliens are listening to yeah, us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm debating on getting in touch with George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM <laughs> and see if he can help us <laughs> figure that out. What does this mean? That's a great idea. The only two continents that we are not part of are Africa and Antarctica. So, y'all. Yeah, one we, day. We need it. We need those. We'll figure, um, we'll figure out a contest. We can't pay you. But we'll, <laughs> we'll reward you in love and hugs. As I said earlier, guys, we don't have a marketing budget, so we're relying on you. So please, please, please share uh, our Facebook page. Just mention it to somebody. In fact, right now, if you're close to somebody, this is just between us. So just grab their phone right now and just subscribe them to to the, the podcast, and they won't even know. So so we can try that. So just steal their phone. Um, you, that's an option. The other thing you can do is you can go on to Patreon, and you can um, check that out, and and you can give to the show. Uh, the other thing, too, that, that we've uh, been told by our legal representation, uh, thank you, Miss Paul Eos, shout out to you uh, from last week's episode, is we're going to not use the licensed music anymore. So we're going to kind of dump our bumper music. But if you yourself are part of like a, a band, if you know how to do a garage band thing and you want your music to be like a bumper music for our show, please email us at sfpradio at gmail.com. About like 20, 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be anything major. So for our wacky news or our hot topic bits, um, just, you know, something pretty snazzy would be great. So if you can do that, if you want to be part of the show, you can uh, just email us at, again, sfbradio at gmail.com, and we can actually use your music. So I think that'd be kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Listener, listener contributing. You also get, you'll get credits on the show. We'll- yeah. Mention, yeah, and also if you you know you do have a band or musician website, we will uh, plug that also just to make sure yeah um, that you get credit for it. The other thing that uh, uh, an signing announcement is we have been um, we've been in contact with um, States Vegas Radio, right? Um, and they want to host our show, so it's an internet radio show. So we want to give shout outs to them. We will be um, actually one of their uh, podcast shows that they were going to promote. So, you know, if that's a, just another way you can listen to us and you can listen to the other shows that they have, you know, just check them out at States Vegas Radio at um, Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Facebook, Facebook yeah. is one. Or statesvegasradio.com. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're based out of Statesville, North Carolina. Right around the corner. Just yep. right up the road. About 45 minutes. There you go. So, good night. There is That was a lot of business. Yeah. A lot of business. There you go. Um, so, let me go ahead and ask you like I ask you every week. Mojo, I be darned. I'm happier than a pothead outside. Uh, I'm, I'm happier than a pothead outside of a dispensary who just found a Girl Scout cookie table that had a special going two for one. So Whoa. that's how happy I am. You are doing great there. Yeah, yeah, I'm in love with it. Yeah. <laughs> now, good weeks. Uh, just glad to be here. Mm-hmm. Nothing like you know extraordinary I can like point out, but man, mm-hmm. uh, just just happy uh, yeah, just living life and. Hashtag living my best life. I guess oh, that's the most popular nice. one out there. No, just happy, man. You yeah. Know, getting ready for uh, motorcycle season here. And, Ooh, uh, that got you itching a little bit. Yeah, it's been a good year already, but I'm, I'm itching for uh, more. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just good. Good. How about you? How you been doing? Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Um, well, being operative. I, uh, I had the, the sickness this past week, and it was just, it kind of run me ragged where I was just tired the whole day. I don't know if you ever had that where you're just like, you, you barely feel like getting up out of the bed. It feels like you got hit by a Mack truck. I had that for a while. So, nah, you know, one of the things, though, that did make me 
sad this week was the UK versus LSU basketball game. That was a couple bad calls in the game, and it led, it led to just a bad. I mean, I'm not a UK fan, so sure. I, you know uh, anybody but UK. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, I, I got to give it, man. It was bad calls on behalf of the refs, and you know not being able to review a, uh, a last second play and yeah. things like that. It's just just bad news. So what happened? Uh, we were tied. It was six seconds left on the clock. LSU came down and threw up a, a, a shot. It bounced off the rim, and then another guy tipped it in. That should have been, based on where the ball was positioned within the cylinder, would have been a goaltending call. Mm-hmm. Here's what's frustrating me, is you have, at the end of basketball games, 500 timeouts for officials to review every stinking play possible. Mm-hmm. Except it's written in the book that you cannot – reverse a goaltending call at the very last few minutes of the game, which Makes is no sense. absolutely no. ridiculous. Like, I mean, you have everything else. Might as well just do the, the goaltending because that would have at least put us into overtime. Right. Now, what do we, if we, what if we have won? I don't know. At least you had a fighting chance. But at least we had a fighting chance. We yeah. should have done a whole lot better. The thing that killed us was the 12-3 uh, to 3 run that LSU went on yeah. and, and put us out. So that was that was frustrating. Uh, I think that'll probably knock us out of a one seed uh, going into the tourney. So uh, our best chance now is a two seed with uh, Virginia being the one seed in the in the brackets. So right, right. We'll but see no, how that it, turns out. Uh, yeah, that was just a – there was a lot of, you know, by the time you listen to this episode, obviously it would be a week later. But, man, yeah. it was um, – Upset, upset Tuesday, man. It was yeah. a lot of big ta- big teams that went down yesterday. Yeah, the other uh, helpful thing for us was Michigan State. Mm-hmm. They went down, so that kind of helped us yeah. keep kind of where we're going to be. No, but you know, this time of the year right now, you know, with you got conference play and then interconference play and mm-hmm. things like that with all the big teams, it's yeah. every win is crucial. Um, every bad call is just even worse. So yeah. I mean, you know, it, it yeah, it's just going into playoffs next next month is. You need everything you can get. Hey, buddy. So, so how about Duke? Uh, let's talk about them for a little man. bit. Oh, Here's man, here's where I struggled. I I dislike Duke mm-hmm. and Louisville. So my <laughs> best case scenario was a plane crashed into the Yum Center. That obviously yeah. didn't happen. All right. Somebody but... pulled a fire fire alarm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I did. I, I told uh, Pastor Justin, I was like, I I've got to be a purist, and I have to pull for Duke. Pull, sorry, pull yeah, pull for Duke because I still hate Louisville yeah, yeah. so much. Yeah, but man, that's going to be tough. And that's that's coming a lot from a Kentucky fan. Yeah, to be able to write all those, you know, ha- have that Duke form on the back of on, it's on the back of his lips and come over. Yeah. yeah, so um, yeah, it was so last night we played. Um, uh, dang up, I forgot who we played. University now. of Louisville. University of Louisville, and man, short termers, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we. We've been playing very bad the first half of every every game. So mm-hmm. you know we were down <clears throat> quite a few points uh, first of the half, and you know I, I pretty much said, "All right, no problem. We're going to you know come out second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be rolling. We'll be ready to roll." And uh, yeah, that didn't happen mm-hmm. you know, for the first ten minutes. And we went twenty three points down at one point. Yeah, and it was just brutal and um, just disappointing because you you see all these superstars out yeah. there, future NBA superstars. So, anyway, so all of a sudden something clicked. <laughs> R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and our Zion Williamson, our top three, man, yeah. and it, they just started raining baskets and defensive <laughs> plays. And all of a sudden <clears throat> they go on a, 
a 32 to 10 run, I think is what it was. Yeah. And just absolutely crushed it in the last nine something minutes. And yeah, yeah, just, and there was a, a controversial call and re, replay. And of mm-hmm. course, um, at, towards the end of the game, which it was went, a charging which, call, yeah, which you, went our way. And we, mm-hmm. but it was a legitimate call. Yeah. It was <clears> the right one. At least you could review yours. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, what, what a, Exciting night. I mean, of course, uh, I was the only one celebrating because my wife, a Duke fan, also obviously not loyal, was up in bed already. So, oh, no. <laughs> but, but it was a good celebration. <laughs> and, you know, um, yeah, because you never want to go down like that in the, this late in the season like that. But yeah, it was, man, it was exciting. Yeah. Car- so, cardiac kids do it again. You guys, it, I don't know if you realize it, but it was the worst blown lead in under 10 minutes ever in the history of basketball. Yeah, 68 years. Yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. Si- yeah, yeah. well 68 years for Duke. Six- Duke has never come back in the second half in 68 years. Coach K has never, ever come back in the second half being down 23 like that either. Wow. So, And, of course, I don't know about the national stats, which you just quoted. But yeah, I think it was maybe, maybe like Virginia like back in like the 40s or something like that. Right, like right. It was a long right. time ago um, where there was ever one. But – uh, sorry, it was the biggest comeback ever, but then under 10 minutes it was ever in, in the history of the NCAA. So that was a huge comeback for you guys. That's that's crazy. No, you I guys mean, nailed yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, just it just shows you, you know, uh, the caliber of Coach Coach K is. I mean, he uh, – back in his younger years he had been fired up, you know, almost uh, <laughs> like like Bobby Knight throwing a chair <laughs> right, out. Right. But it just his composure and his experience and just kept his kids in the game. So, yeah, yeah just – a tremendous uh, win to Coach K, and uh, just man, what a fa- as a fan, I just I'm still blown away from yeah. it. Yeah, so. and what again blows me away is the rule of seventy one still is triumphant. If you guys aren't familiar, if you if the first team to hit seventy one has a ninety three percent chance of winning the entire game, right? Um, and so it it still it again right. happened last right. last night. On both of our games, LSU. Yep. Um, so it's crazy that rule of seventy one. That's all I ask for is like just hit seventy one. We're okay, but <laughs> your, it gives me a chan- little bit. Your of chances comfort. are pretty high. Yeah, it's, it's insane. So if you're ever like at a bar, you've got a ninety three percent chance of, of the winning team to be whoever hit seventy one first. There you go. So you can make there a little bit go. of money that way. I'm just hoping to hit age seventy one, so maybe I have a chance, ninety six percent chance of living a few more years. You're right. All right, so we're going to go into some uh, wacky news again. We don't have any music for it, so we will do that. We, uh, wacky news is brought to you by Watchman Cigars. Hey, if you are in the market for a high quality cigar at a reasonable price, check out Watchman Cigars at Watchman underscore Cigars at yahoo.com. Again, you can contact Leon at Watchman underscore Cigars at yahoo.com. All right, so uh, guys, this this wacky news. Could you imagine uh, going into? Here's the headline: A Houston stoner breaks into an abandoned home to smoke pot. Okay, that's part of yeah, it. Yeah. And then he comes face to face with a 350 pound tiger. Wow, that was my tiger. I just can't right there. believe there was no reported missing tigers, were there? <laughs> A man who broke into an empty uh, Texas home to smoke marijuana, the old left-handed cigarette, the old devil's lettuce, uh, ended up coming face-to-face with a caged tiger. The 350-pound tiger was found in Houston. Um, The anonymous tipster contacted the city's authorities to let them know about the unusual find. Um, and he said that he thought that he was first hallucinating (laughs) when he first saw the big cat. (laughs) Could you imagine just being that guy? 
Like I said, I go back to no one reported a missing tiger. Yeah. Hey, guys. At least you didn't think it was Tony Tiger. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that'll sober you up. But just wait, there, there's going to be there, – there's these Facebook pages out there, anti-marijuana, <laughs> uh-huh. like the the super Jesus sites. You know, like oh, yeah, Jesus. yeah. Just wait till they get a hold of this story. It's going to be one of those things like, <laughs> see, see, smoking marijuana leads to, leads to visitations <laughs> with tigers. <laughs> they said that the tiger was found in a rinky-dink cage in the garage that was not locked. It was only held together by a screwdriver and a nylon strap. Oh, wow. Hey, guys, um, I got to go out for a minute. I'm just going to put a screw in this thing, and I'm going to head out. Y'all. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they try to track it down to the owner, the actual owner of this yeah, tiger. Yeah, that's what I want in an abandoned house. Yeah. Like, did Mike Tyson have that bad of, mm. a, of a bankruptcy that he's got to have an abandoned house yeah. and that's where he leaves the tiger? Well, my, uh, Mike Tyson admits that he did a lot of drugs. So you never know. <laughs> I mean, could have forgotten something. They had to tranquilize the tiger in order to get him out. But 350 pounds, he is now in a sanctuary. So everything's all good with the with the tiger, but... In an abandoned house. If you look at the pictures, this house doesn't even have a concrete driveway. Oh, wow. I think you've got to have a concrete driveway before you even have a tiger. I mean, look at that. I mean, that's, there ain't uh, nothing in that house. Shanty. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and why are you breaking into smoke weed? Like, y'all. Uh, if I'm going to break into a house to smoke weed, I'm going to make sure it's like one of those foreclosed millionaire mansions. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I'm going to do it at. Hey, man, where'd you get this stuff, man? <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. 350-pound tiger. Yeah. I mean... Big boy. People will, like, put those signs in the yard, beware of dogs. Right. I mean, this guy went... And obviously, went above and obviously, beyond. Obviously, 350 pounds, I've I've heard no reports of uh, malnourishment or neglected. Yeah, he said he was I, in a good good. Uh, obviously, condition. somebody had been taking care of him. Yeah. So, probably feeding him stoner. <laughs> where did he get... Where did he get a tiger? Um, anyway. T- tigers are us. Uh, here's, here's my next story. Um... McDonald's, here's the, the headline, McDonald's French fries might hold a cure for baldness. I don't know if you saw this or not. McDonald's French fries may lead to a cure for baldness, not by eating them, but a Japanese national university used a chemical found in the fries to grow the hair follicles on mice. Mm. All right, so, <laughs> so, don't, so don't rub McDonald's French fries <laughs> on body parts that you don't want hair. Here's, yeah, here's, here's my attempt on this one. The the demthopolisoxane, that's what I'm going to, polisioxane, that's what I'm going to say it, um, is a oxygen permeable solution um, that they put on uh, naked mice and then it, they grew hair. But if you look at the nutritional information found on McDonald's, it's also the anti-foaming agent in the oil used to fry foods such as French fries, McNuggets, and the fried fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's the same chemical. Mm-hmm. Remember when they found like the same chemical in yoga mats in the subway? subway. Yep. Well, yeah, I don't know what's more, more disturbing that you can grow hair on mice that you know, <laughs> or that McDonald's French fries have like sixty-five ingredients, which is it's just supposed to be potato. <laughs> right, yeah, right. I mean, so yeah, I don't know what's more disturbing. So maybe if you're bald, you can go in and just order. Like frozen fries, and just rub them on your head and see it if rub, that helps. It rubs the fries on its skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Did you have anything? No, man. No. All right. So uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we have some hot topics, all that and more on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. 
If you are in the market for a high-quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website. All right, we are back. You're listening to the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. As I mentioned earlier, if you uh, are in a band or have a band and want some free advertising and you want to do that bumper music for us, hey, just shoot us an, e- an email at sfpradio at gmail.com, and we'll be glad to have it on the show. All right, so we're going to go into some hot topics. Um, gentlemen, I'm going to bring up the word um, El Chapo to you, and you guys tell us kind of what's going on. Will you also introduce our guest? Yeah, by the way, our guest sitting in tonight is Jeremy White. Um, you may have heard that name before, and we had him on a podcast previously and thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and camaraderie. Yes. So we, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's have Jeremy back on because uh, we have some topics we want to talk to him about with football and his recent trip to Atlanta. But he's agreed to sit in and uh, spitball with us on these hot topics we call. So here we go. So El Chapo, he has been arrested. He is going to what's called the Alcatraz of the Rockies. Uh, If you don't know, El Chapo Guzman was uh, the kingpin of the Mexican um, Sinaloa cartel. I I guess that's that's how you say it. Um, And he he has been um, locked up, and he's going to um, the Alcatraz of the Rockies. He's also known for breaking out of prison. He already broke out of one in a laundry bin in 2001, and then in 2014 he escaped through a mile long lighted tunnel making his way through the subterranean route on a motorcycle mm. this guy is like Good shawshank Lord. and yeah. tunnel rat yeah he's insane uh, i wonder uh i wonder if he's gonna be the newest member of the mile high club nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going to the rockies oh my goodness gracious send your emails to mojo at, i'm just kidding um here's the thing this supermax prison he's going to also has uh, Ramiz Youssef. He's the mastermind of the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I don't need Dakar's Dishanif. I don't know. Boston Marathon bomber. Wow. The airline shoe bomber, Richard Reed. The Unabomber, Ted um Kaczynski? Yep. Is that wow. right? I was getting John Krasinski you're hor- in that you're guy. Hor- you're horrible with Arabic names and Polish names. So. I can't do nothing. <laughs> um, the guy, and this th- this guy is essentially in the Arkham Institute of the Criminally Insane. That's oh, a yeah. great analogy. Right? Yeah. Yes. I feel like I need Batman just to, just to feel safe. Or the Hall of Fame of Criminals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, That's it's rough. Wild. I don't know. You think he's going to get out of this thing? Get out of that one? Uh, no. You don't think I mean, so? I don't think it, it's different tunneling through a Mexican <laughs> desert to, you know, to right. build a tunnel. You got, you got to go through granite and you know whatever else. I mean, he's. I think he's got the money stashed away to pay people to do it, but I doubt he can. Uh, I doubt he can do that with uh, what's yeah. going on there. And so. I, good gracious! I heard today, and uh, if it's if it's 
your listeners can fact check me if I'm wrong. I think he's going to be in solitary, right? Yeah, twenty three so. hours. Yeah, and then one hour out. Yep. Like, but you know what though? It's it, this you know coming up on Valentine's here tomorrow. <laughs> I'm still I'm still hopeful that he can find love like Aaron Hernandez did. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If he skins people alive and boils people, then he deserves all the love he can get. <laughs> He's also going to be going into this um, supermax with Hector El Guro Panama Salazar. Mm, one of the uh, what's cartel- his claim to fame? He's one of the also cartels founders. Uh, also, the founder of the Tijuana cartel and the founder of the Gulf cartel. Good lord! I don't think that these guys are going to get along very well. No, maybe they'll all just you know they'll probably play, play bridge or you know crosswords together or something. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe they're just like, ah, screw it, we're in jail. Well, obviously, um, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but obviously, I probably do not to be a, uh, aspire to be in a cartel me- uh, member or mm-hmm. uh, or at least founder. Yeah, yeah. yeah those but, usually don't turn out well. Yeah. No doubt. Money is good for a while, but the retirement is. <laughs> it's, it's not up to I wonder, I wonder if they. I wonder with the retirement plan, I wonder if they hand them, you know, brochures of this Colorado Supermax prison. Oh, that'd like, be. Like, <laughs> it's like enjoy a, your life for 20 years, but, but, but. Yep. This is part of the contract. Oh, they, yeah. I, I wonder if they roll it out like the price is right, you know, when they do the vacation thing. like, <laughs> And you get a seven-day all-inclusive. <laughs> For the rest of your life. 23 20, hours. You ever, you ever wanted to read? Now's the chance. <laughs> oh, no, I don't know how to read. You're in hell. <laughs> oh. you, can make, you can make chess pieces out of soap. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, all right, so the other topic is um, their new trailer for Aladdin came out. I don't know if you guys have I've seen this. I've not seen it. I've seen and, it. And Will Smith is at the center of it as the genie. Oh, boy. How, you, now, you, you're a Will Smith you fan. You know that I am madly yeah. in love with Will Smith. Right. I would probably switch teams for Will Smith. There you go. But it's fair. to be completely honest, and, and I love everything that he does. Mm-hmm. But this one, y'all? Uh, Creeped you out? It creeped me out. Why is that? Tell, explain that. One, you think the genie, automatically I'm thinking Robin Williams. So there's mm-hmm. that. But he's still, he's like the genie and Fresh Prince, you know, try, the Fresh Prince trying to do the genie. Like the it stick, just, yeah. it just creeps me out. And he's blue like a Smurf. That kind of freaks me out too. Yeah. The CGI doesn't look that great. It doesn't. And I'm hoping it's just because maybe it's a trailer. I'm, right. Yeah, that's the only you know, hope. They haven't brushed it over and done it right. Because right. Aquaman really bugged me with that. Was mm. that the CGI mm. was so like, yeah? And for you could tell. two hours, yeah, <laughs> it's like oh god, it was a terrible movie. Right. Jason Momoa, though, I, I would switch teams for him. So, <laughs> okay, but right. but Will Smith, yeah, I thought the same. I watched the trailer at first and I was like, wow, oh yeah, yay, here we go, be great, yeah. you know. And I hope they get oh, what's the guy who did Iago's voice. I forgot uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, I hope that he's in. I haven't checked like the I don't credits. know. Yeah, I hope they got him. But well, yeah, when I saw him, and I'm I'm hoping the thing with Will Smith is unless he's playing like that Ali role, mm. he's playing Will Smith, right? You <laughs> that know, is true. and I that just and I and I was like, oh, I, when I heard he was going to be genie, I'm thinking, okay, I get it. There's probably I, I'm not thinking of anybody else who could really personify this because he's silly and he's mm-hmm. got the jokes and the metaphors right. and whatever he wants to do. Right. Um, but it's so hard to replace Robin Williams, right? right? And right. and I know that's not what the pressure he's putting on himself, but at the same right. time, I'm really worried that it's not going to be Genie. It's just going to yeah. be Will Smith. So and, yeah. <laughs> it, right. it kind of disappoints me. But yeah, the CGI didn't make it. 
yeah. that much better. And I'm a, and I'm a um, a Disney real life version, like the real life version. Yeah, of those, movies. Are, those are yeah. interesting. I'm an yeah. apologist for that. I will support. I yeah. love yeah. those. I, I love the nostalgia. But yeah, I thought about that today. I was like, oh man. No, <laughs> I think those real life Disney movies are interesting. I did. I haven't seen the trailer for Aladdin, but I did see the one for Lion King, and that looks mm. amazing. Yeah. And I have to admit, I've never even seen the original Lion King. Mm. So. But um, who? I mean, who would? Whoa! Be- <laughs> I'm not letting you get away with that. <laughs> Stop the tape! Here we go. Wait We're gonna watch it right now. Wait a second! Oh, hold on! Hold on! <laughs> I just want to be clear for your listeners, right? <laughs> okay, the interviewee has become the interviewer. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a nap here. Well, <sighs> you have no. No, understand. Understand. I um, uh, a lot of uh, some of my black friends have taken my black card because I haven't seen the quote unquote black movies. Uh-huh. Like, um, I haven't seen New Jack City. You know, I haven't seen um, White Men Can't Jump. Like, some of these other things, right, <laughs> that people are like, you haven't seen those? And then my man card right. is mm-hmm. being taken, too, because I haven't seen any of the Rockies. Oh, I haven't seen – it took me until maybe six, seven years ago to see Shawshank. Oh. oh. My dad didn't let us see rated R movies when yeah. I was young. Yeah, like, okay. But that doesn't, I'll give you that. You know, but you're an adult now. You can go back and watch the movies. I'm like, ah, I get it. Like, I haven't seen Harlem Nights. You know, mm-hmm. so – Coming understand. to America, have you seen that? You know what? I have. Uh, that's, but, there yeah, I have. And it, and, but it took me a while. All right. It took me a while. So I'm not saying this in a judgmental way. Mm. But how in the heck did you not see The Lion King by now? You've got two well, girls. It, it, yeah, that that in itself. Come on. Well, at first I missed the first incarnation of it just because I grew up in a staunchly religious household. Okay. And there was this whole thing where, you know, these traveling pastors would come and preach, like you play your records backwards. And, you know, mm, remember though, that was the same time yeah. where there was like, there was like sexual innuendos yeah, in the Disney in movies. Yes. So I'll, I, okay. So I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. I think there was one, they, they came and showed like, well, this is little mermaid. It mm-hmm. says, it's yeah. got a topless girl, the yeah, topless, in yeah. there. topless girls eat free at Shoney's on Wednesdays. That's yeah. what it says in the movie. I'm like, I don't see that. But, <laughs> you know, you know, anyway, in the Aladdin movie, he did like I, I turned oh, yeah. up the VHS one, mm-hmm. and it was it it was exactly what it said. <laughs> yeah, good, I won't good. repeat that. Oh yeah, we won't. So that. Uh, you know. That was and the Lion reason King, why. It did, say, did, it did say sex. It, it did. And it just it it said so it. many yeah. implications. You look at Nala's, you know, wonderfully perfect eyes, and you're like, whoa, something's <laughs> about to happen. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, you know, there's conspiracy things with, yeah. with, yeah. with Disney. I'll so give I, you that I, grew up, I grew up in that age where mm-hmm. those movies were like, you know, uh, uh, taboo. Exp- uh, yeah, taboo. Uh, yeah. So I did the same thing with Harry Potter. Like I didn't watch any of the Harry Potter movies because of that. Yeah, yep. couldn't even read so the to, books. Either. But yep. Yep. but to be honest with you, the excuse I have for my kids, I don't have one. I mean, mm-hmm. I, but I, but I also don't think my kids have even seen those movies yet. Yeah, some of them. I, I don't think they've seen a lot. Oh, my oldest has seen Lion King. Some of my kids, my students, they were like, oh, so you've watched the classics. I'm like, it's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> so, but no, okay, that's. That's a viable answer. Right. I okay. accept that. Thank you. Thank you. Please change it soon. <laughs> Maybe not this year. All right. <laughs> I will go home and have a Disney cartoon uh, marathon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so my friend from going back to Aladdin, my mm-hmm. friend Sketch, the journalist mm-hmm. from Houston, give him a shout out. He has coined the phrase, Will Aladdin. So I, I like that. <laughs> I think I'm, that's going to stay. So Will Aladdin. So who would make a, who would make a better Aladdin in this movie? That, that's a good question. Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, what's the 
what's the, all the smoke about with the genie? Because Chappelle might be able to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would be better. Snoop Dogg. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, boss. <laughs> what you want your three wishes to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, you know, then you could go classy like Idris Elba. Would be yeah. would be great. That could okay. work. That could work. No, but no, you imagine Dave Chappelle with his with his uh his homeless guy, the crack. Oh my gosh. What <laughs> no, was that what? guy's name? Ashley Larry. It's was it Ashley Larry. It's like I thought you were supposed to be blue. Why are you chalk white? <laughs> you got any of them rocks over there? Oh uh, yeah. God. But no, I, I I think those two would have probably been a better candidate. But yeah. It's I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, no doubt. I'll it watch will, it just yeah, to see. I will too. I just hope they get the music right because the the recreations of the music, you keep waiting for it to kind of be as as um, as assertive as it was when mm-hmm. you were a kid in the old mm-hmm. ones. And it just, they all kind of fall short, except the Jungle Book, um, when he did uh, I Want to Be Like You, I Want to Walk Like You, Talk mm-hmm. Like, who was, ah, who was the... Yeah. There's a guy. I, I uh, mm, he's been in. He's like played all the creepy roles in movies and stuff. But he did a great job. Mm. He did a great job. But anyway, Will Ladden. Will Ladden. So we'll, thanks a lot, Sketch. Is uh, is the real life Jasmine hot as you would imagine the cartoon version? Seriously, we're going to bring this. No. Up. I got to. I'm sorry. Show. No, and it's disappointing. Oh, and I will be the first that. one to say that. All right, everybody in the room, also listening and driving, whatever. If if you're if you're a guy. How many of you, raise your hands, you thought Jasmine was hot? Raise your hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She was probably the, the most attractive um, Disney princess. That's the reason why I made my girls wear T-shirts under their Jasmine costume. Because <laughs> <laughs> what is it? When, when Kim Kardashian finally like did the Halloween costume, you're like, that's exactly how Jasmine would look, and that's entirely mm-hmm. inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Um, she made Jasmine great again. <laughs> we, we should get a hat for that. <laughs> All right. So moving on, uh, there is a an article, and I'll have this on the show notes. It's called Neat and Sweet Bourbon and Girl Scout Cookies. So if you'll remember, about this time last year, we had a, uh, a bracket of Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. I went back and listened to it. It's episode 60, if you're, if you're interested and you want to listen to it. The final game was the tagalongs, which is the chocolate, and then they have the peanut butter inside of them, mm-hmm. and then the thin mint cookies. The winner of that was the thin mint cookies, right. which I still will hold true today that that is the winner of the Girl Scout cookies. What, Jeremy? You have a, a puzzled look on your face. What do you say the all-time best Girl Scout cookie is? Oh man, it's any, it's anything. Oh gosh, what are the peanut butter ones? The, the tagalongs. Yes. Was I, that it? I love those. Um, the, the chocolate ones on the outside or just the, the cookie part? Just the cookie part. Okay. Then that, the, that's the, the do-si-do. Dough. Okay. That one. That okay. Because the, the, you got to remember, I lived in Japan for five years. So okay. my, my Girl Scout cookie knowledge of specific names is a little. Okay. But the thin mints, I've just never, oh, it's like, it's chocolate, but it's mint. And it, I just. Not a fan. I'm not a fan. That's okay. That's but right. I like them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think they should go together. It's like the Oreo mint cookies. They're delicious. Right. But I still think they're an abomination. <laughs> you know, so it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to It's kind of like Will Aladdin. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's there like you go. Aladdin. I just don't know how to reconcile my life with that. But. Yeah. But I, I've discovered if you actually take two Thin Mints and put a thin layer of peanut butter. Oh, buddy. 
So oh, that's wow. the trick. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll eat. I'll eat a whole box of Thin Mints once. Well, yeah, not not even a question. Yeah. But this article is is pairing Girl Scout cookies, and my other second favorite thing is bourbon. Right. And, and these guys aren't just throwing stuff together. They do hardcore research on which one is the best bourbon. And and um, where can we get this job? Like on your palate, like for your palate. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like they pair them, just like you know, a beer or a wine or anything else like that. We so should, we should do our own low low end version, like <laughs> which which uh, which cookie does natural light beer pair up? Oh with? yeah, there you go. We could try that one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm some telling rundowns. You, I'm telling you, you guys got to start patenting this stuff because <laughs> between the Chick Fil A cigars, man, oh yeah, serious Chick Fil A bong. That's just saying. Just write the idea down, mail Patented. it to yourself. <laughs> You're right. You know, then you got it. Then you got it going. We'll on. use uh, uh, Polly Yost and get trademarked, and then there go, go from there. Um, but here are some of the, um, the the options that they have. And then later on the show, we are going to have the Thin Mint and the one that pairs with. So mm. um, this one, the Samoas. You guys like the Samoas? Is that the coconut That's one? That's the coconut yeah. one with the chocolate drizzle. Right. They're going to pair that with what's the rhetoric – it's a 21-year-old straight bourbon um, come from Orphan Barrel Whiskey Distilling Company. Um, 21 years. Now, just so you guys know, 20 that's it's a legal. long time. It's a legal bourbon. It can <laughs> literally drink. It can vote. Yeah. It can drink itself. Yeah. Um, it's going to be really oaky. It's going to have, like, some really sharp tastes. Right. Um, and so what they're saying here is that the oakiness and the smoky vanilla pairs really good with a chocolate finish. And the caramel that's on it. So there's that. So that's an example of one that they had. The lemonades. I'm not a big fan of the lemonades. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're kind of refreshing though in the van- summer. Vanilla inflected convection with a lemony frosting on one yeah. side. Yeah. Uh, it's pairing with the Lexington Bourbon Whiskey from the Western Spirits. That one's also a it's a medium body bourbon. Not a whole lot on the palate, but it bear it it pairs really well with the with the lemony. Uh, taste of the cookie so it doesn't overwhelm the, it, yeah, yeah you're right your your favorite this is amazing yeah i'm right? just I'm, I'm literally blown away like you know how you're you're listening to a subject matter that you know there's been people who spent decades perfecting and knowing and you know nothing about it yeah. that's that's where <laughs> my head is right now I'm like, yeah. this, is, this is wild wow the uh your dosey dos those are the the yes. peanut butters um, it's going to pair with the Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style. Wow. The 115-proof Old Forester is young and feisty with toasted n- nut notes and a creamy finish. Hold your jokes. Um, with the balance. <laughs> and that um, pairs with the peanut butter sandwich to refresh in the palate. So, hey, buddy. I don't know. Well, I kind of want to try every one of these. The Girl Scout cookies. You guys have those before? I had those for the first time last year. They uh, pair with the Noah's Mill uh, bourbon from the Willet Distillery. Um, it, the, the s'more is chocolate, graham cracker, and marshmallow. And the toasty notes from the bourbon um, pairs really well with a creamy finish. Like, so, Like a campfire in your mouth. Yeah, really. That's kind of it. And then <laughs> one of my favorite bourbon, bourbons that, I, that I've really been digging lately is Eagle Rare. You've had mm-hmm. the Eagle Rare before. I have not. You have not. It's going to pair with the Thanks a Lot cookie. That's like the little shortbread cookie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say that it's uh, the, the Eagle Rare has the pedigree and ambition without being intimidating, the sweetness without, the, without being clingy. 
the youth with the benefit of maturity. Okay, hold on. Question. Yeah. Because yeah. <clears throat> I'm thinking from a mm. journalistic standpoint mm-hmm. now. Who wrote this? No doubt. There is a gentleman that the, the article is by Bob Edison. Um, and he's there to get my vote. His last name is Edison. We're good. <laughs> okay. He also <laughs> is noting like, he notes country ham in the article. So I know that he's for real legit. Um, and, and by the way, that the first one, the rhetoric, the 21 mm-hmm. year old one, that's, that's a hard to find bourbon. So mm-hmm. it's not just, he's just picking stuff off the shelf. Right. I think that they've done some legitimate, legitimate work. So, um, the, the last two that I'll bring is the peanut butter patties. Those are the tagalongs. Mm-hmm. Again, the chocolate. I do like those. That's going to pair with a Woodford reserve double Oak. Mm. Um, so double oak means that they put it in the barrel, they let it sit for a while, then they take it out and put it in another barrel, brand new barrel. So it gives a really, really oaky, deep finish. And that is going to pair with the peanut butter and really going to make it a velvety smooth warmth is what they say. My goodness. Hmm. So, I'm great. just blown away by the adjectives. Great That's si- yeah, great sizzle words. Yeah. yeah. How about it? And then the last one is going to be the thin mints that mm-hmm. we've talked about before. With Basil Hayden's, um, and that one's out of Jim Jim Beam. Huh. Basil is my wife's favorite bourbon. Okay. Um, is very smooth, very mellow, very like I tell people that's if you're going to start off with bourbon, uh-huh. that's a really good one to start out with. It's not it's not going to punch you in your face. It's not like, o- like overwhelming. The 21 yeah. Will, yeah, and so that's going to pair really nice with a thin mint cookie. So I think it'll just be refreshing all around. So Let's do this. You, we're going to do this? Just do it. All right. Okay, so here we nice. go. Wow. Good Lord. I've learned so much in the past eight minutes. <laughs> I, I wonder Jeremy. if there's going to be an article from High Times. Which, which Kush pairs up with these Girl Scout cookies? One day. It's coming. There you go. It's absolutely coming. I wonder what Chick-fil-A dipping sauces will pair up with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with which cigars? So, <laughs> it's Chick-fil-A, it's Chick-fil-A sauce across the board. So tell me, tell me when, Mojo. I'm going to pour, and you tell me when. I'm good. we got plenty I'll take a little less than that. You're going to take a little yeah, less. I, right, I, right. Brown liquor. It, oh, I mean. Ooh. There you go. And if you need to water it down, I can get you some water in there. That should be all right. And the rest of this is for me, so that's great. I'll just I'll just pour that in there. There's Twelve fingers there. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah. That's. My wife said. Looks like apple juice. Stop, stop taking my my basil. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to drink it. So, and then we've got the Girl Scout cookies. Hey, if you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies, our, our dealer is uh, Daniel Charlton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put his information on the show notes, so you can go out to the website and you can try it there. Uh, you can order them. For I'm sure. Directly, I'm sure he'll so. ship. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, so I'm already smelling it. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's do this. You don't have to. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I am doing. Do you know where I am? Look, I'm at Southern Fried Philosophy. Do you think I'm passing up a chance to do this with look, you guys? He, he called not. out my my uh, my. Uh, uh, not see, the not rest, seeing the uh, Aladdin, Aladdin or movie. Yes. So yeah. We'll call him out. He's going to do this. Yeah, All right. absolutely. Peer pressure. Okay. Yeah, I got to get my man card back. All right. So basil. If you, we do want to, do you want to test the taste the basil and see how that? Sure. That, sure. Right, right, that so. Yeah, we've got some oak to it. Mm-hmm. It's not. Oh, you're like taken back. I'm telling you. <laughs> No. So remember that man card that you got taken away from you? I'm also going to take it away from okay. you. No, no, he gets his man card back. He's no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm a, I'm a clear liquor guy. Okay, all right. And and it's just, uh, yeah, I, mm. Mm, mm, that's this is great. 
I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. Good, I'm also getting good. honey on the on the back end. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys taste. What do you? What yeah, do you taste? What do you got? Uh, a little bit of leather. You really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you know that new car leather? Wow. How often are you licking new cars? That's my question. Well, I usually, well, well I can't, I, I don't afford, I can't afford a new car, but okay. I will go test drive one just to <laughs> get it out of my system. Them. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I, I, when the, when the guy goes to talk to his sales manager, mm-hmm. I, I, I just go, you, I just start licking. How about you? Remind me not to go car shopping with you. The seat's wet, sir. What happened? <laughs> I can't. I so, okay. Yeah. I think it, it's so smooth, I think. It's very smooth. I know smooth is overrated. Like, people say smooth yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But it, I think it really is probably one of the No, it's, one it's, of the smoothest. it's for a sipping bourbon. You said that's you know, basil? Basil Hayden's, yep. Basil Hayden's. Obviously, these bourbons aren't ones you'd go to, to the old TGI Fridays and be like, you know, I want a basil's and Coke. Yeah, you don't. I mean, yeah, yeah. these are not mixable. These are That's a these great are, point. These yeah. are straight bourbons or something you'd have a little bit of water, maybe one cube of ice. It's yeah. just, you know, these are sitting around with your buddies sipping bourbon yeah yeah all right so let's let's pair it with the the thin mint so right. we'll we'll try and for our asmr listeners <laughs> hmm. yeah. what do you think it balances it out it in a way of Okay, since my man card was gone before this, <laughs> you can you can get it back. It's the um, it's not a strong bourbon. Mm-hmm. It is smooth, like you said. Mm-hmm. the 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 initial taste is there. The aftertaste is there, mm-hmm. and then the mints kind of it doesn't take away what you just got from the oh, bourbon. Yeah. It adds to it, but like lessens it. It like mm-hmm. spreads it a bit more, so it's mm-hmm. not as um, not as big of a to a person yeah. of my caliber who does not drink bourbon, it's not as yeah. big of a punch. You know? <laughs> yeah. It just it makes it a little bit easier to like. I kind of now want to do put this in like the thin mint in um, into a blender and put the Ooh. bourbon oh. in there and just kind of make a thin mint basil Hayden bourbon slushy bourbon slushy. There you go, I like something that. like that. I Let's write know. that one down and mail it to us. Yeah, do that. It does. It like it. The sweetness of it kind of mellows it out, chills it out. Interesting. But like you still have that that refreshing finish at the end of it, just like with the thin mint. Yeah. So, well actually, done, I actually, sir. I actually kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, well, the rest of you. Chewing in the microphone. Well, there's some people into that. That's, that's one of the grow, That's one of the largest growing podcast uh, uh, listening uh, listenerships are uh, or segments or categories is ASMR. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're not. We're not going. We're going to bring that up. Y'all. I don't even know what that is. There was you don't a, know who Cardi B is. You don't, you're not familiar with Cardi B. Um, well, I, I know of the name, but I couldn't tell you between Cardi B and a cardiac arrest. Or <laughs> I tell you what, if you saw either one of them, you would know the difference. Oh, How about you? Oh, you know Nicki Minaj. I do. Know, I, well, I, I know there's a I know there's a rear end, but there and there's some person <laughs> well, attached. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Send your emails. That's fair. Yeah. No. No. They shouldn't. They shouldn't send their emails because that's how she markets herself. When you ask to be market that way, well, you know, and people are going to recognize certain assets of you if you yeah. asked to be yeah. market that way. Mm-hmm. But she basically pushed um, Nicki Minaj off of her pedestal. Nicki oh, Minaj okay. has been owning that I'm segment. Another one. You got sure. to talk for a while, <clears throat> and. 
now, like last year, they had a whole beef, quote unquote. It wasn't. Um, I think it was a PR stunt, but I think Nikki got in her feels because Cardi won um, Rap Album of the Year two nights ago. Um, that was the first female. I did see that on like a, one of the news things. It was like a first female something. It was a. I didn't know that. It was some type of a concert. I think it was first female rap album. I, I believe she basically as she put in the work. She hustled. She got big off of Love and Hip Hop. And the reason I think she got big off of Love and Hip Hop, the show from VH1. Mm-hmm is because she was the only person on the show who didn't have anything negative to say about other people. Like she was like that fun loving Mm. person who Mm. didn't like the producers didn't ask her to go at it with anybody. So then she kind of disappeared for a while and everybody knew she was doing music. And, but the funny thing is everybody on the show was trying to do music. And at one point in time, they seemed to be bigger than her, but she just put in the work. And, um, I, I, she, I enjoy her music, but there's a lot of people who are like, uh, and she's not my first go-to, but now, I think I take this back. I think I did hear something about Cardi B, or it could be another rapper named Black China. I think is mm-hmm. another one. Um, that's uh, there is a Black China. There's Black Black China is um, I thought Rob she Kardashian's was WWF. Baby okay, well, I think I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> yeah, Card- that's I, China, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so China. A different yes, one. yes. I think, but I think it was Cardi B doing like, if I'm not mistaken, did some type of social media post talking about how crappy taxes are. I think I, I think I do remember she spoke mm. out about tax brackets and uh, something like that. So I, I did see hmm, that. I funny see how that. that didn't get any news coverage. Yeah, you, yeah. you're saying Cardi B talked about. I'm sure she did. Yeah, taxation is theft. I'm sure she did I'm after pretty, all that money she made. I'm pretty confident. Last year, I feel like I could have a conversation with Cardi B, and I would learn more from her brick wall. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I feel like I would talk to her and get dumber as I was I was speaking with her. I can't understand her. She don't make sense. She's got that New Jersey accent, which also just throws me for a loop because I don't know what's going on out of that mouth. And then it's like just stupid talk. Anyway, so my wife she started. Knows she's playing a character, she, and um, she's yeah, got to be. Yeah. She has to be. And she she's knows. a she's a former adult entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, plays that that up. Um, my wife started doing that O'Kirk thing, and that drives me up the wall. So what is the O'Kirk thing? She she makes. Like little words. These sounds. sounds. Oh, you know what? I think now that I'm thinking sounds. about it. yeah. And there's probably people listening that are like, mm, duh, Jeremy, didn't you think about that before? Or maybe not. Because um, the Migos made that popular with like these just little sounds that they throw into songs that they came up with. And I think because she used to be married to somebody from the Migos ah. and they split up. Mm. Apparently they're back together. I think she knew the importance of being able to throw that in, so she started making her own sounds. But the funny thing is she was doing it back before she started doing records. Back mm-hmm. in Love and Hip Hop, like 10 years ago, she, she, would, be talking she and- would just be talking and like, meow, like stuff like that. Like it was just – I think yeah. I think she knew she was – she knew how to play up a character. I don't think she's like that in real life. So 10 but- years ago, we used to call that Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair point. All right. What do y'all want to talk about next? That's a fair point. I can't. I can't say. And anything. mic drop. Mm, so that's there's it. that. Yeah, she she just annoys me. Like any. I can honestly say I don't. I I, I know of her now. Yeah. Like I'm placing two and two, but I couldn't sure. tell you if she sang, you know, or rapped a, a song or whatever. I, I mean, it's a lot of earworm mm, sort of songs. Gotcha. Uh, it's just. It, I'm sure my I'm sure my 15 year old probably knows everything. You know, it was messed up because the school I taught at a lot of the. Um, one of the pre-K parents came in and was like, I was like, yeah, something, something Cardi B came on and I changed it. And he goes, she goes, no, no, he loves Cardi B. Like, we play Cardi B. I'm like, really? 
It's like that's not that's not appropriate, but okay, you bear it however you want to bear. Yeah, that's right. All right, so because you have secondhand embarrassment, I'm just going to play you one minute of all of her her noises. So. <laughs> yeah, this is what your daughter's listening to. Mm-hmm. No, I'm making you watch all one minute of it. I'm going to turn this off. I, I want to apologize to our audience. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank you. Oh, oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Yep. That's the future of America, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh gosh. If we... Oh. I want to go back to Samuel L. Jackson's tweet. If we paid <laughs> teachers like we pay mumble rappers, maybe we wouldn't be listening to dumb crap. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. I, don't, I really don't even know. I don't, I really don't even know what to say to that. There you go. Yeah, I mean, just mm. let it marinate. Just let it. Just let it. Marinate. All I gotta say I'm just gonna it. drink oh. this bourbon. I'm just gonna just do this. All I gotta say is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so we're gonna take a break for that. When we come back, we're gonna uh, continue to talk with Jeremy White, the son of former Hall of Famer Reggie White, the son of Sarah White. So he's going to talk about his Super Bowl experience. He was there a couple weeks ago. And um, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Bigging. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Hey, welcome back. We have uh, Buzz Jeremy Ryan with us. <laughs> we we, we sampled all the bourbons true. and Girl Scout cookies <laughs> while we took our little break here. But anyway, uh, Jeremy White's here, here with us, and we're just going to cover some various topics and who knows what else. This is this could be a uh, a three hour Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> so, anyway, but Joe Jeremy, Rogan. yeah, Jeremy. So uh, you know, we we saw that you went to uh, Atlanta, yes, and Super Bowl, right? Yes. So uh, tell us about that experience, man. Okay. What, what, what were you down there for? Sure. So I, 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 um, I drove down there after. I, I don't know. I don't ever want to take a road trip again um, <laughs> because it, it. I I went to go see a buddy of mine the week before who lives in Perrysburg, Ohio. Exactly. Ooh. Where? Like yeah. what yeah. is that? But is it's that, right outside Toledo. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about scratch that. Okay, where were you going? Uh, I was going to say close to Kentucky, but I don't think. In my, I mean, no, I think no. it's closer to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Toledo's yeah. an armpit yeah. near Michigan. Yeah. And so it was eight and a half hours each way. Ooh. I left wow. on a Thursday. I came back on a Sunday. I left for Atlanta on a Tuesday. Wow. And then came back from Atlanta on that Friday. So I was like, I'm done with driving. Right. Like, <clears> forget <throat> driving. And the and the police were the first thing about getting down to Atlanta. The police were policing 85 like I've never seen. Mm. Like there were checkpoints, not checkpoints, but there was like radar guns. And then after you slowed down and then you thought that was it, there was another two yep. cops. So they were just, they oh, were yeah. ready for that Super Bowl trip. Revenue generator. Oh, yeah. 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 It was, it was, you know. Well, the good thing is uh, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez will have light rail or uh, trains pull oh, yeah. along. You, you just hop on a train and be there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you got to fly. No, right. Because no, who needs to fly? That's right. Power. Trans, Trans-Pacific. Nobody needs yeah, to fly trans powered by cow farts. That's that's right. <laughs> except just... except Hawaii. Did you see that? They're like <laughs> the, the, the representative from Hawaii is like, well, that ain't going to work well, for us. Well, I just found out. I just found out from Cory Booker, one of our 2020 presidential candidates, mm-hmm. that like uh, meat and cheese, or we, he, you know, we're going to work towards getting Doesn't off. Doesn't he want to be vegan? Yeah, he wants yeah, everybody vegan, to be yeah, vegan, right? Yeah. What are we supposed to do with meat and cheese? He, he wants to get rid of it. I guess we're going to slaughter millions of head of, head of cattle for in, instead of eating them in a tasty burger. We're going to be he does just not want beef anymore uh, yeah. because because of the gas. Yeah, Is the flatulence. Yeah, cow flatulence. Y'all, well, he needs to do go to meat? Japan. They they have the best beef in the world. Yeah, I didn't, Kobe. and they are yeah. the most mm-hmm. green friendly country that I've you know. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will not speak on topics I'm not completely educated, but you know this bourbon well, was excellent. I, I will not <laughs> I will not speak on uh, topics I'm not educated, but on the surface they sound moronic. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. <laughs> so back, Super Bowl back to Atlanta. Okay, no, but yeah, oh gosh, well, hey, look, look, call. You got to call people out. People need to be calling. Them. Uh, right. Yes. No pun intended. Nah, uh, okay. Uh, so Atlanta, it, I went down there. Um, I was expecting there to actually be more traffic. There wasn't a whole lot of traffic. She only sat I, in traffic for two hours right. opposed to four. Yeah, it, gotcha. it, it, what, actually, it is interesting because 77 is now – it was like worse than what I experienced mm-hmm. in Atlanta during Super Bowl. Wow. Like, like it was – No, that's crazy. Like, no. That's in insane. the world. Because – and I don't know if it's – I was staying in Buckhead, and I wasn't too far. I was at the Georgia – the Georgia Congress Center mm-hmm. is where Radio Row was. So we were down there because it had been hmm, – excuse me. It had been – that bourbon coming back up. <laughs> it had been 14 years since my dad passed away, and me and my mom and my sister got together. And we were like, look, what are we doing with this stuff? We're talking mm-hmm. about jerseys. We're talking about awards. We're talking about awards that are – statues awards that are plaques awards that are you know um his we had his laundry bag that he used like his his team laundry bag we oh, still wow. had that we had some game worn gloves you know right. we had uh game worn shoes like a bunch of game balls and it's like there's only so many one there's only so many family members we would say here have this cherish it we know you'll hold on to it very few and far between mm-hmm. yeah. so we kept we have a lot of that stuff. A lot of stuff was that um, with my mom, a few of us with me, and then my sister. But at the at the end of the day, it's like okay, not to be not to be um, not to be sentimental, but it's like how many pictures of my dad do I want up around my own house? Right. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, yeah. It's like how many awards and yeah. reminders do I want around my own house? Because sure. if I don't want that many, 
then what am I doing with the rest of it? It's not mm-hmm. like I just I'm going to have this shrine right. to my own father because at the you know. At the but day. also, your dad being the religious man would not probably want that symbol of idolatry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. there, was, there was a you know we may need to do a whole another podcast of talking about his spiritual his spiritual sure. change and and what yeah. that meant because that did that that came into play a lot yeah. when he was very literally reading it as a you know as. Um, any sort of structure that represented man or animal mm-hmm. or anything, he didn't necessarily. He was. He kind of went back and forth with himself on whether right. he was going to keep some of those awards that and were in certain images. Yeah, right. So it it um you know he won obviously Super Bowl ring, NFC Championship ring, um his ring that says Dad that he got. <laughs> my mom got him. You know some of the, the these are never going to be sure. You know we're never going to put yeah. these up. But so. My mother finally found someone um, in it was it's called Hunt Auctions, where she trusted them, and I was glad she took the time to kind of do her research, build relationships, mm-hmm. and figure that out because I remember when um, David and Jeremy came down to our house and got all this stuff. The moment the van drove away, for two mm-hmm. seconds, I thought to myself. Right, right. What if this is all an elaborate ruse? You know, like, <laughs> OJ. What it's like? What if? What if they? What if they aren't like they put on this whole pomp and circumstance? Mm-hmm. You know, and all this stuff, and they aren't who they say they are. Which, of course, there was no logical reason to think that. But yeah. for a couple seconds, because my dad's Pro Bowl jerseys were with them, his Mackey Awards, his Defensive mm-hmm. Player of the Year award, um, some of the All Madden awards are in there. Like, there's some wow valuable up, yeah. stuff in there. You know, and that meant a lot. Through his playing career, I believe even if he was um, alive today, it still wouldn't mean as much to him as we got. We have a 400-year-old, um, well, I guess now 420-year-old because we got it in 2000. Mm. We have a 400-year-old um, lambskin Torah scroll oh, wow. that he got. Wow. And uh, when he was able to go into, um, he actually went into the vault and got to see the original Torah scrolls uh, like a year before he passed away. Or was, was it a year? or the October of the year. Regardless, it was very soon before he passed away and he like he said that he said that experience meant more to him than the Super Bowl. Wow. So his spirituality had, you know, turned It's amazing into how a, a man of that great stature and a profession, you know, being uh, football or sports or something like that equating something on the spiritual level, the unknown, the something we can't see on something that we've done tangibly. Right. Uh, it, mm. That that's amazing. I mean, yeah. And he and it was just he so I know like the Torah scrolls, like his prayer shawl that he had, like things like that. Retired jerseys, cool. Mackie Awards, awesome. And the thing was I so going back, so we decided to auction this stuff. Mm-hmm. And we picked and choose. So I kept like a game ball that was from eighty six, because mm-hmm. I was born in eighty six. Mm-hmm. My sister kept a game ball from eighty eight, but she was on the whole train of no, if somebody else can cherish it. Mm-hmm. And keep it like every single like if it's in one house and it's just one thing, but we know that they'll continue with dad's legacy and like always talk about him and yeah. his memory will live on. We'd rather that be in the hands of people who are absolutely going to appreciate it. Not that we wouldn't, but I'm just, right, you know, yeah. there's he was dead at the end of the day. Right. right. So we had um, we got together with them and I went to Radio Row to promote it. Um, and it was, and I loved working with Hunt Auctions because they, you know, I'm, when he's, when we're going through the stuff and I was like, Hey, would you, you think this would sell? Like with that, like, would this be good to put up? Would that be mm-hmm. good to put up? He was so professional and he goes, 
no, you need to keep that. Because mm-hmm. the last thing he's like, we want to portray your family in the best light. Mm-hmm. And he goes, even though you and I know you guys aren't doing this for any sort of devious, underhanded, or necessarily even monetary reasons, right. we don't. We want to portray your family in the best in the best light. Sure. So I remember, like, um, like I had a like we we had some stuff that was but from other teams that were given to him after he passed. And I was like, oh, you know, this was made out to him. And he goes, no, no, we don't want it to look like you guys are, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't think about that, but I just yeah. had these things, sure. right? Because, like, we had, his, we had his original contracts, and the guy was floored. He goes, your dad actually signed his own version of the contract. He's like, <laughs> he goes, players don't sign their own contracts and keep them. They sign them, they go to the team, and then whatever. They don't actually, but we had four of his original Oh, Philadelphia wow. contracts. Wow. Huh. And that's all the credit to Sarah White. She <laughs> keeps everything, everything. And that's why me and my sister were like, we have to do something with this. We <laughs> sure. can't just keep it in the lockbox. Like, it can't just be here. So that was interesting because there were just, you know, when you, I look back and I thought about it, we had a couple jerseys um, that were the 75th anniversary jerseys um, of the home and away for the Packers, and it was in their throwback uniforms. Oh, that's cool. cool. Game-worn, everything. And I remember finding it. I go, oh, wow, I forgot we had this. And I texted my sister. I go, should we keep these? And she literally texted me. She goes, Jeremy, what are you going to do with it? Sure. And I was like, I mean, I don't know, probably fold it up and put it in my closet and, you know, just leave it there just to have it. She goes, no, just take it, you know, and, yeah. and show them. that. But we did, like, keep things like – so when he had – when Slamboree in Charlotte, mm-hmm. when he went against um, oh, yeah, McMichael, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they, there was that big thing in 97, mm-hmm. I sat ringside with uh, – Rick Flair's son. It was the most Ooh, fun I ever. You remember had. that story Always. that he talked about Rick Flair's wife? Yes, that. Yes, so, so so. Watch out! His his wrestling boots from that. We still have those, <laughs> That's right? Cool. And so David was like, you know, you got any other things? I'm like grabbing random stuff, and I go, these are his wrestling boots. Like he goes, keep those. Mm. He's like, that's that's on a different level for you, <clears throat> you know, personally. Yeah. Those keep those. So it was it was really nice working with them because they did a really good job. Because it wasn't just my dad's stuff. My dad was like the feature point in what they were doing. They had stuff from Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Donald and and JJ Watt and they like Brian Dawkins had a, a whole collection in there. Mm-hmm. And they do baseball. They do. I mean, they do everything. They're gotcha. very very credible. Um, and it was great. So I went to media. I went to Radio Row. And, well, let me yeah, let me ahead. stop for a second. I, I I think it's I, I know you're not trying to parcel out your father, you know, the, with these with this memorabilia. I right. think it's kind of awesome. And, yeah. And here here's the reason why is because Reggie White, the the person, the persona was mm-hmm. just larger than life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm growing up as a kid, you looked up to him. And yeah. And all of a sudden, you you know, everyone has their favorite player they latch on to, mm-hmm. and you know, are players. Yeah. And then you also as a kid, you look at their lives. You start to look at, okay, who is this person? Well, you have, you know, um, you know, the QB from Chicago Bears. He's a partier. He, you know, he, he's a great one-year quarterback who sucks. You have this guy <laughs> who is a cokehead and right. who's up on charges for domestic abuse. And then this this guy, this guy, and this guy. And all of a sudden, you have Reggie White. You're like, oh, he's a father and a pastor mm-hmm. and a man yeah. of God. And then so – Letting go of these items, I think, will allow fans to not only cherish the items because these are like, wow, this is you know Reggie White, but also I think they will give them an opportunity to further his testimony yeah, and either and even dig down a little further to the man because 
people that I find interesting, like you know, I'm a big fan of Duke basketball, Coach mm-hmm. K. And the more I find out about Coach K, and not only is he you know this great men's coach, but he's actually a great human being. I mean, uh, the people that in, in my mind, people that you'll never find scandals about are Billy Graham, Jesus, and Coach K. So you'll never have scandals. <laughs> yeah. <in this> case. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Yeah. Careful. No. But, but no, I appreciate you guys sharing that with the world. I mean, I yeah. know it's tough to let go of those things mm-hmm. because they have your father's DNA on them. But man, what an awesome. That's better than any Bible track that you could leave on the back of a yeah. a toilet, you know. <laughs> I mean, like some Southern Baptist I guys would do. Like that. Yeah, but that's you get, true. Yeah, the, these people are going to dig down and look into it. And yeah. that's and that, that's that is the that's what kept coming up, right? Because I was a, a small percentage of me was worried about the optics, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, I knew what why we were doing it, and then you know, and to add. Um, we gave part of the proceeds are going to the Pat Tillman Foundation and the uh, Wounded Warriors Project. Right. So it was, it which was, is another amazing story, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it it was it, it was nice because like I had we had his original UT um, oh, wow. jersey, we had his Memphis Showboats jersey, um, we had I think every single Pro Bowl jersey except his '98 one. I I had claimed that from the get go. I'm like I am keeping this jersey. <laughs> sure. You know? Um, we got, I, I kept his like retired jerseys and stuff, but like the only, this, this is actually an interesting story. The only, there was only one item that I had second guessed myself on. And it wasn't until I started hearing stories mm. from some of the people on radio row about what kind of man it took to be able to receive that award. Mm. And it was the Bart Starr award. And he was the fourth person to receive it. And this was in 92. I think the people who came before him were Singletary, um, Munoz, Anthony Munoz, the offensive tackle for the Bengals, um, and then one other person. But that that award went to – it was a player-voted award Mm. for the best father, the best teammate, the best, um, you know, all-around man. You know, kind of like the Walter Payton Award yeah, is, exactly. and they—I uh, think Calais Campbell got it this year. Um, but that was the only one where I texted my sister. I go, <gasps> like, oh my goodness! And she goes, let somebody else be able to cherish mm-hmm. because they know what that award is. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, more, I thought about it. It's not. Like, it's like, oh yep, and it's not like the history books are going to get erased. <laughs> you <Right>. know, it's <laughs> just a representation right. sure. of what it was. But it was interesting because I, I talked to a man by the name of Roman Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he didn't know I was there for the auction, but he knew he saw the award, and he goes, oh, my goodness, come talk to me about this. Do you know about this? And he gave me the whole spiel, and I, I leaned over to the um, hunt auctions, people who were helping me, like, schedule mm-hmm. me that day. I leaned over to him, and I'm like, does he know we're part of hunt auctions? <laughs> you know, does he know I'm auctioning this off? Because I don't have the heart to tell him. Because yeah. it, it was just, it was, but, but. So, so same, powerful. Yeah, yeah, and that was the only, that was the only one. Every other one, even like Defense Player of the Year, even, even the Mackey Awards, which he cherished so much because of John Mackey and mm-hmm. like the way the Hall of Fame did him and stuff. Even then, it was still just, it's a thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's better if that, thing is in someone's hands yeah. that can continually you know tell a story about it um no absolutely I, yeah. and i think that you know items they're just items mm-hmm. they're, they're not the memories of your father they're not the 
you know, also the things that he he valued in his personal life, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but pe- but people latch onto those things. Mm-hmm. Like people will go to auction and pay big money for Elvis's dandruff. Yeah. It, now, <laughs> on on a tangible level, that dandruff is probably worth nothing. But that person to that person, it could mean a lot. Yeah. I mean, it could be something they can link themselves to Elvis, hearing his music, mm-hmm. helping them through a tough time in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing with your your father. You know, having that football or you know uh, that a placard or whatever. Hey, I was going through a tough time in my life, you know, contemplating suicide, looked up to Reggie White. Yep. You know, just having those those tr- yeah. those possessions like that, I think are you know, they may be just something to you, but man, they mean they can mean yeah. such a connection to the average person. Now, yeah. there's don't get me wrong, there's people will buy those for investment pieces, mm-hmm. but the, for a lot of people those you know, the, those possessions are just you know, monumental. I think. Yeah. And I think you stated it better than I could have, because that's, that's the exact mindset mm-hmm. of what me and my sister and my mom thought. We're yeah. like, you know, this is, we will think this about his awards forever and we will cherish them. But there's just like, if we have a chance to share this with the world, oh, let's do is, it. It's my dad's dirty laundry bag. It, <laughs> and do you know how much that went for? How much? $450. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, and there weren't, there weren't a lot of, you know, I wasn't trying to go through and be like, wow, look how much that's so for Because there yeah. were some things I thought would be a little higher. Right. And then there were other things that it was just, oh, that, that didn't like, like the Bart Star War. I thought that would have went for more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, regardless, it still, it gets to somebody's hands. Yeah. yeah $450 for a, a laundry bag. bag. Wow. You, you know what ended up, and this is just personally relate back to me. Because you know I'm a Cowboys fan. I told you guys mm-hmm. that the last yeah. time, right? So my dad traded helmets with people during the Pro Bowl. Sure. So we in in my dad's auction, we had like a Michael Strahan helmet. We had a John mm. Randall helmet. But it was wow. from our collection, right? Right. And I actually saw John Randall while I was out in Atlanta. And I was like, Mr. Randall, he looked at me like, who is this person trying to – Reggie was my dad. And he instantly like, oh, my goodness, your dad meant so much to me. Mm. And I'm like – yeah, I didn't want to bother you. I just, I just wanted to come up and just say, hey. And he's like, no, oh, my goodness. Were you going to be on Radio Raw? I said, yeah. I said, I'll try to find you. You know, I'll say that segment because a couple of players came up and told me how much he yeah. meant to them. And that was a big that was a big sure. deal. Like, I went back to my hotel room that first night, and I just let it out. I'm I was sure. just like, this is insane. So, but. He was larger than life. Yeah, and it was it was hard to realize until I started. Well, I'll tell that story first, then I'll end on the high note. He, um. <laughs> I met Charles Haley. Mm. Oh, yeah. Never met Charles Haley wow. before. Obviously, I'm a Charles Haley fan mm-hmm. because of him being on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. But still, they didn't pump up the defensive players in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Not really. No, no, no. So, um, you know, it's more like Emmett and Irvin and, mm-hmm. and uh, Aikman and Dion. Dion. Um, and you guys saw that 100th anniversary commercial, I'm sure. Yeah. I love that. I that watched that about 50 <laughs> times. That was, oh, the yeah, best, yeah. that was the best commercial of the whole yeah, Super Bowl. I, I was. I just, I, I and the reason why they don't pump up defensive stars is because Tec- Tecmo Super Bowl was you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bo Jackson. I got 13 sacks with my dad and a half in Montana. the Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All you do is get run back, throw it to rice, bam. That's yeah. it. That's <laughs> all you got to do. That's, that's 10. No way, cowboy. So, <laughs> but, so I met Charles Haley and I walked up to him and, I, and he was actually the first big name I personally walked up to because I was, I didn't want to walk up to you know, I'm on Radio Row. I don't think I mentioned that. I'm on Radio Row. So there's – and for your listeners, if you've never seen or heard about Radio Row, basically it is the entire country 
or countries descend upon the Super Bowl for one week and they all the media are in one spot. So all of the celebrities that they're interviewing, all the um, NFL networks there, Yahoo Sports is there. Actually, the greatest story was I met a uh, broadcaster from Tokyo. Oh, wow. And they're sitting in the lounge mm. and they're speaking Japanese. And I'm like, oh, I understand everything you're saying, you know. <laughs> and so, I, you know, I, I, I just randomly butted in. And in Japanese, I was like, Konnichiwa. Eh? Nihonjin desu ka? You know, and they were like, oh, Nihongo Like, you speak Japanese? Godzilla. I asked them if they were Japanese. Yeah. It, That's what I would have said. Like, Godzilla. And he said, he's like, why do you know Japanese? I was like, well, you know, my... My ex-wife is Japanese, da, da, da. and we had this entire conversation. And he goes, "Why are you here?" And I was like, "Well, Reggie White was my dad." He goes, "Godzilla, oh, oh, Reggie White, though. And he, and I mean, and he knew exactly who he was, which blows my mind because nobody in Japan knows about American football. But we had this ten-minute dialogue. Mm. They were from New York, and all this, so all the media is there, right? And so all the celebrities, well, all the players. Not all, because we weren't invited. I appreciate the, the, the invite, the, but, you know, that didn't. The <laughs> lesser of the media members <laughs> were sure. there. Yeah, not the us. important yeah. meme <laughs> kings from Southern Five Philosophy <laughs> were, not were not invited. There. Maybe next year. I would like to let the NFL know that next year they need to invite Southern mm-hmm. Fried Philosophy. It would be the best decision in the hundred years of the NFL being in existence. <laughs> I'm not even really worried about the NFL. The Lingerie League? Oh. I'm kind of down with that. I've watched that, and I've gone back and forth with if it's real or not uh, in my mind. I know it's got to be WWE, and I'm, I literally I, I was conflicted watching it because I'm like, obviously I'm watching women in lingerie, but at the same time, they're really hitting out here. I like these out routes they're running. I'm like, this is... You know, I know you're a fan of wrestling. There's a chick, I can't remember her name now, and I mean, after every touchdown, beer gets thrown to her, Steve Austin style, blah, 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 blah. I'm more into the puppy bowl. I'll, I'll go interview the puppies. I'm like, hey, what's that onion about? article? What's that onion article? <laughs> puppy, puppy takes a crap during the national anthem. <laughs> Country loses its mind. Oh boy! Oh gosh! Puppy one, bowl. One of the things I did want to bring back to, mm-hmm. like, even just talking about spirituality and that part. Like, I think our goal is to reflect Christ, mm-hmm. reflect yeah. God. Like, that's our our job as the believers is to reflect God's heart, reflect God's love. And I think for your dad and just those those memorabilia things, those reflect the man that reflected God to yeah. those people. It's like a mirror. Yeah. 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 And, and so people, like you were saying, like they can look at that. But, I mean, I remember just watching your dad, and I mentioned this earlier, like he, he impacted my life. And, and <laughs> this is weird, but I wear a CPAP because of your dad. Oh, yes. You oh, know? If I could tell you the stories of people who told me. It's – yeah. It still blows my mind 14 years later. And I know the Lord's up to something because I know in another 10 years, somebody's going to say, I bought your dad's laundry bag, <laughs> you know, and, and it's going to be, and it's going to be, and, yeah, and, and, and he's like, and this is, this is washed my, you know, my kids stuff, this or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And, yeah. But it's just, I love hearing those stories because yeah. like I heard a lot of them immediately after he passed. Yeah. And then it everything kind of, kind of, died down oh, terrible word choice <laughs> everything kind of <laughs> took a step back please leave that in please don't edit that out side note <laughs> that reminds me of me talking to a lender today about a customer who's trying to get on a trike now my customer just lost a leg oh, God. 
an accident. So he's trying to get on a three-wheel motorcycle. And the lender goes, yeah, we need to really get a leg up on his paperwork. I said, no pun intended, right? That <laughs> just Viridian slips, whatever's oh. in your brain. So after things had calmed down, yeah. <laughs> um, and there was just random people that even I met in Japan. And even, oh, your dad meant this to me. Your dad meant that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Goodness, like, but yes, and I am so. I think you may, did you mention that to me last time we? I talked? don't think I did. No, and I am so happy to hear that because it's like, you know, my mom. You guys got to have her on. She has. Uh, she does work still with the Sleep Apnea Foundation, mm. and there's just a lot of there's there's actually new technology that's like it's easier now to get these sleep studies done and to mm-hmm. get um, more like non-invasive like CPAPs. You know, like there's like a dental fixture you can get now. Well, what? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mouth, yes. Mouth guard. How about it? And it's, um, she'll, she can tell you more about that, but she, she's very much an advocate in mm. that regard. For my that. wife, my wife ever not uses a pillow. Now it's administered by me with two mm-hmm. hands over it, but that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's, I know, I know I'm going to run into somebody in, in the next five, 10 years that said, no, I bought your dad's part star award. I bought mm-hmm. this and that and third and thank you for sharing sure. with me. And I just, I know it's coming because yeah. it's all, and that's the thing. It's, it's so funny. I'm going to be 33 this year and it's funny to me because, you know, we all go through this phase where we're like, oh, is God real? And oh, what, what, mm-hmm. how can he show he's real? Da, 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 da. And then stuff just. I'm sure it's happened in you guys' life. Stuff just hits you over the head. It's like, yes. I'm right here. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I've never I've never left. Nope. Yes. Oh, you might have thought I was gone. You left. But I've – and then – but just yeah. – there's there's so many things that have happened in my life that if I had to chalk it up to coincidence, I literally wish I could bottle that up, go to Vegas, and then I'd win lots of money. Oh, yeah. Sure. Or but, buy, yeah. buy the, the $1.6 million lottery ticket. Or will Aladdin, <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. But, but, but just think about it. I mean, honestly, I don't know how many pieces you guys auctioned off, but just just, just say a hundred people or a yeah. hundred you know possessions. I think it was and, two. It was about two hundred something. Well, you wow. got two. You yeah. got two hundred, and then you sell those two hundred pieces. Now there's going to be two or you know probably two hundred people bought those pieces that are going to now share his legacy. And part yeah. of that legacy was not only was he you know a Green Bay. Philadelphia. This guy was a minister, yeah. and it's going to open up all the two. And how many people are they going to share that to? Six, right. ten, twelve, fifteen. I yeah. mean, who knows? It's yeah. it's it, it, seeing it tangibly like that is yeah. is amazing. So like when I when I had met Charles Haley, I expected him to kind of look through me mm. and just say, "Hey, nice to meet you too." Da da da. da. He stopped. Yeah, like everything he was doing. Right. And mm. he looked at me, and Charles is still this huge man, okay? Yeah, it's not like you quit football, and all of a sudden you're like, you know. You're just small, right? 5'10", 180. <laughs> you shrink down. <laughs> oh, there's a joke I could go with there, but it's so inappropriate. So yeah. he, Moving on. He, he it's called Valentine's Night. And like, hey, I'm so happy to be spending my Valentine's Eve with you guys. This is the first Valentine's <laughs> I've had single in eight years. Well, and I'm emails to Mojo. Yeah, so there you go. So, I may be spending this single tomorrow, yeah, so I have to call you. <laughs> <laughs> Just call and check on me. It's a sad day. Singles Awareness Day is always, uh, I don't know, me and my, I'll probably watch some Netflix, maybe some Trigger Mike or Killer yeah. Mike Trigger yeah. or something. So so he, he stopped. He looked me dead in the eye. Mm. And I, I knew, I was like, oh, gosh, something's about to happen, right? Like, um, And he, you know, he shook my hand and he just looked at me. He's like, 
I want you to know your dad mentored me. Mm. Oh, wow. And he's like, and your dad means so much to me. I am so happy you're here. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I had no idea my dad mentored him. Mm. I didn't know that, like, at all. Like, there's actually, I found out recently, a month and a half ago, they were this close. And I know this is great radio because yeah. I'm using a motion. Yeah, yeah, these fingers, okay? <laughs> we, let, let, let's also point out that we ate Girl Scout cookies and drank bourbon on the show. Yes. So it's not, you He's know, described my Valentine's night. They <laughs> Emails to Mojo. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> They were thin mint close. Take a thin mint, put it in your hands. They were thin mint that close. close. They were that close to be playing on the same team for the 49ers. Really? Yes. There's wow. there's things I, I can't get into. But literally the same the same person or personnel who was responsible for getting Haley off the team was the same personnel who was responsible for my dad not actually deciding to play Ooh. for the Niners. Wow. They were so close. Wow. They were so and I can't like being a football fan now in my, you know, adulthood, they would have wrecked the league. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Like one on one side. That that <laughs> would have been like him and Jerome were a force, but Jerome was a DT. If you had two guys coming off the yeah. It would have been, Good and with gracious. Montana and Rice, yeah. it just would have. It wouldn't even have been fair, that, yeah. you know. So, it just it would, it would be a lot like Duke basketball right now. It'd be I like, gotcha. it'd be like Zion, Tecmo Super Bowl. Zion Williamson. <laughs> I had a friend of mine tell me that he said, "When my wife has her first baby, she's going to say to me, have you ever seen anything more beautiful?'" And in my mind, I'm going to think of Zion Williamson <laughs> and say. Well, it's up there. <laughs> Shout out to Ash for that. He's a great guy. Had a rally. Okay, so so he's he's telling me that, right? I go up, I find Steve Marriage, and the the most frustrating part of this, guys, is I never I never use my name or my, and I was wearing my Super Bowl ring, like the one that he my dad was able to buy for the family, like, yeah, not yeah, his, right? right. So it's kind of you would think that'd be enough proof, like no, this is my dad. Like you can flash the ring a little bit, um, but it was interesting because like I went up to went up to Warren Sapp. But hold on, wouldn't it be funny if somebody brought the laundry bag and be like, "I'm Reggie White's son." Got <laughs> <laughs> a laundry bag. Like you just had that. You you had you went down the street to knit and fit and had that etched in there. That's not his laundry bag because all it says is ninety two on it. Like, but, but dude, you're seventy two years old and gray and white. <laughs> <laughs> it's like laundry bag. So it just it was, it's amazing because like I could have pulled out my ID. Whatever, White's a common last name. But dude, they were just like because these people had. There's no other way to put it. The people had handlers, mm-hmm. like to keep them tra- on track yeah. because they had so much stuff that, that if they got behind in a conversation, whether that conversation was merited or not, right. Right. they're off schedule. Sure. Like, because it, it was, I woke up at 6 a.m. and I got back to my hotel at like 6 p.m. It was a full wow. day that first day. Exhausted. I had eight interviews that day. And wow. I know I wasn't even near the top of what some of these guys were mm-hmm. doing. So I walk up, Warren Sapp's sitting there and he's eating lunch. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm not about to bother this guy with lunch. But I do remember being in the locker room with him at the Pro Bowl. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I hope he remembers me. I know he knows my dad. So Warren sat. The problem is when you have – I don't know how much Warren's worth. But when you have well, any – bankrupt a few years ago. Yeah, so I don't know how much he's worth, but he still has got that name, yeah, right? Promise. And there's – when you have that name, 
somebody's going to be grabbing for something. Mm. I could I could tell sure. you guys stories after stories, and it's just every time I see these young kids get drafted, I immediately am like, I wish I could be your life coach just for a month. Yeah, like oh, just yeah. for it was like, that's actually the biggest regret I have of not playing myself. And I know mm. my sister and whoever's listening to this is laughing like, oh, like you could have played, you know, <laughs> I got small hands, but it's, but it's, I wish I could, I Stop do, my, I have my mom's hands Stop and I know it. there's, a, there's a joke there, but Stop it's it. true. I'm it's just thinking, true. I'm just thinking of the whole uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. And I, I used to tell people this all the time. And then when that became a joke because of Trump, I'm like, oh no, that's not what I meant. Like I literally have small hands. Like, so, so I'm, oh my gosh, but could talk to you all for four hours. Where was I? <laughs> Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Okay. So when you have any amount of prominence, somebody's trying to reach in and offer you a business opportunity. Well, this guy had just approached him out of nowhere and was like, you know, I have an opportunity for you. Warren's like, okay. And I mean, he kept eating. He wasn't really. And the guy's trying to get out his thing, trying like talking to him for two minutes. And Warren's like, I still don't hear a question here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got to get to the point, mm-hmm. right? The guy was basically, if I heard it correctly, he was proposing – to Warren Sapp that um, that Warren be part of some sort of fantasy football thing where the winner could make up to a quarter of a million dollars. Mm. But the catch was that Warren or other players who were going to be playing in it would be spending their own money Ooh. to help promote it. Nope. And Warren said, you want players to – you're going to use their name and likeness and you want them to be a part of the actual bracket and spend their own money. And the guy goes, you know, that's, that's what I would pitch. What do you think people would say? He said, he said, if, if that was, if that was me, I'd tell you to go, you know, <laughs> he's like, he's like, you're going to, you need to pay me if you're going right. to use me, you know, so yeah, this, yeah. this stuff I'm sure. And so he had, just got done with better, this. You'd have a better uh, chance of trying to put me as the brand uh, ambassador for a feminine hygiene product. <laughs> It's like it just doesn't. So he had just got done with that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then I came up to him. Mm. He literally pointed to his handler. I was like, oh, shucks, I'm being handled. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at the handler and I said, I just wanted to say hey to Mr. Stapp. I'm Reggie White's son. And then immediately Warren, like, looks over me like, tell Mama I said hello. Right, you know, and he he, he started talking to me. And then I gave him a book the next day. But, like, I went up to Warren Moon, Warren Moon. I know he knew me, but it was so much going on. Sure. But then, like, the the last, like, there was a few other stories I could tell you guys, but just to keep it short, like, Brian Dawkins was part of the same hunt auctions that, you know, I was. And um, he said, when he actually kind of calmed down for a, a minute, and he was like, oh, my goodness, because he had met me three hours beforehand, but he looked straight through me because he didn't, like, mm. he didn't hear, sure. this is Jeremy White, this is Reggie's son. And so later on that day, this was on a Thursday, um, he said, I just want, he stopped everything and said, I just want you to know, I could not have been the player I was mm. had I not emulated your dad, not only on the field, mm. but his off the field. Wow. He said he gave, he was my inspiration for exactly how I mm. could achieve my goals and be the man I am wow. and the football player That's I huge, was. And I was like, Thank, yeah, thank you. But he was like, no, I just really want you to know. Yeah. I was like, I, I could not have done it unless I had seen him. Mm. I'm like, 
okay, so he inspired a Hall of Fame career. Wonderful. And, you know, and Brian Dawkins does so much in the community yeah. and stuff, and he's a believer. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's just, it was amazing that he just, because he's so humble off the field. And he said he only learned that humility mm-hmm. because of what my dad exuded. You know, wow. so that was just, that was a big, that yeah. was like, a, that was a big moment. And the, the day before, me and Roman Gabriel talked for an hour, and that was just like, I had talked to so many different people and it was the same thing. Like I talked to Steve Mariucci and he immediately was like, how's your mom? I've been trying to get in touch with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, and then Steve's handler, we got to keep it moving. We got to <laughs> keep it moving, you know? And I'm just like, and like Herschel Walker was there oh, wow. and my mom was like, you should have gone up and said, Hey to Herschel. We know Herschel. Your dad roomed with Herschel. I'm thinking, <laughs> but I don't think Herschel knows who I am. Right. And he's Herschel Walker, you right, know? Right. And like, I saw Evander Holyfield mm-hmm. did not go up to him. But I saw him, and I remember meeting Evander Holyfield at the ESPYs when my dad was. It was like I was like twelve years old, and it was cool meeting Holyfield. But I got to meet Tyra Banks that year. That oh, was the yeah, highlight. Yeah, that, of, that trumps it. Oh, it was great. I was I think I was thirteen years old, and I was going through my ugly phase. <laughs> my sister would probably be like, "You're still going through that phase." You know? But it was it was just it was emotional on a point mm-hmm. of it was I was right back. I don't know any other way to say this. I was right back at his funeral again. Because mm. it was the same thing at the funeral. There were everybody yeah, was coming up that. to me from every everybody I'd ever known in all the states I lived in, all the states we visited, in all the countries we they all swarmed in on Charlotte mm. and they couldn't stop you know, they couldn't get enough of there wasn't enough of me to go around for them to exude mm-hmm. their appreciation for everything my dad meant to them. And like going back to Radio Row or going to Atlanta and seeing some of these old players it was the same thing. It wasn't obviously it wasn't as many people, but it was mm-hmm. the same sort of deal. And I was just like, you know, I was like, man, I'm so happy I have good self esteem because literally I'm 32 <laughs> years old. If I had terrible self esteem, I'd be like, look at all the stuff my dad accomplished by the time he was 32. Yeah. What am I no, doing with my I, life? But, <laughs> but put in perspective, for a lot of those guys, the ones that you know took time to speak to you and, and, and tell you how much you know your dad meant to them, in a lot of ways, I'm sure you're a fulfillment of his legacy Mm -hmm. in in their minds. You know, like, you know, he had this son, you know, I know if I'm a good father that hopefully my kid will turn out to be a good kid. I mean, uh, but it was also an opportunity for you to be that vessel to receive that good news from them. They may not have had an opportunity to tell Reggie that. (laughs) Yeah. And out of all of the, out of all of the, and and I say this and I don't want to, to, to sound bad, but like I literally said, when things died down, I'm, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Those those trinkets that mm-hmm. you have that that you you gave away, yeah. like his greatest achievement and award and and thing that he had was you. Yeah, and and so and your sister just in case she's right, listening. Yeah, right, <laughs> your family, and and that's the legacy. It yes. wasn't those those things. It's you, and you're pushing that, and and. You can edit this part out, but just thinking like your dad did wonderful things and granted you access to amazing things because he went before you. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, like our our father did so much great things that we can have access and go before wonderful things uh, and in the future. And it's, it, it plays the same. You yeah. Know? And, and that's and it is it's that's how I'm introspectively looking at it. Mm. And that's why I'm like, you know what? The greatest thing I can continue to do is is just continue to go after my passion and you know, oh, and be absolutely. everything yeah. he taught me to be yeah. and 
to give him some grandkids. So we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not there yet, but <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're getting there. Yeah. Um, and it's going to – it's but yeah, it just kind of came – it's like when all these intri- – not intrinsic. When all these intangible mm. ideas are in yeah. your head and like you know them to be true – for you to see it tangibly yeah. through somebody else constantly, like physically saying, hey, da-da-da, hey, da-da. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Oof. Like, it just, I was glad he raised, and my mom's going to say, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> I was glad they raised me and my sister to be who we are because sure. there, there's, there, we could, I think I told you guys about this the last time we talked. There's so many different ways we could have gone mm-hmm. had he allowed it or yeah. not cared as much sure. because you know i keep using this example and i hate to use this example but it's the only true example that's readily available is with andy reed and his oldest son like that could have just that yeah. could have been me yeah. my mom's like no it wouldn't but you never know you that never could know. it just depends and not saying andy they did anything yeah, wrong failure, right? right not at all because they are wonderful people but it's like even with Dungey's son and just like things you don't know the struggles that people are yeah. going through and and it's just it could have easily had it been a different situation different um you know i'll put it i'll tie it into this i met charles haley's son out there hmm. and he's 28 and i had you know for the majority of my life i'm thinking i'm like in this unique category of being the oldest well i don't think he's the oldest son but being son hmm. of a legend mm-hmm who, you know, Hall of Famer, who is, um, who is, who was born before his dad got big, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is very, there's, there's not a lot of us walking around, <laughs> sure. right? Because a lot of, I mean, if you look at, LeBron's the closest thing I can think of right now. Like his kid was born when he was, you know, and he was, he had the advantage of being 18. So yeah. he was, but he, I, I think of LeBron, maybe there's some other people, but nothing with the notoriety in the sport. I know there's probably, I don't know, maybe Gretzky's daughter or something, but we, we have, we're we a very unique class, mm. okay? And I remember walking up to Charles Haley's son. It was randomly. It shouldn't have happened. It was while I was holding the Bart Star Award. <laughs> and I said, hey, how he, he says, hey, what's your name? I said, hey, I'm Jeremy White. And somebody goes, this is Reggie's son. I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, and, <laughs> and he goes, and I go, what's your name? And he literally, he whispers, Charles Haley. And I was like, wait. And I had the moment that other people have with me. I was like, wait, your name is Charles Haley. Yeah. So that means Charles is, and he like, he's like, yeah. You know, he's yeah. not trying to bring a whole lot of attention to himself, right, even right. though he's there with his dad. You know, right. he's still not trying to bring a ton of attention. I said, I need your information. I was like, me and you need to talk. Mm. For, I know I'm not alone in the world, but yeah. at the same time, to meet an individual yeah. that, you appear to me that you are trying to be humble. You appear to me that you're not trying to use your father's name because of how you answered when I asked you what your name was. Mm. Your voice went down and you went almost into a whisper. We're at Radio Row, dude. Like, you know, <laughs> what I mean? like you could have said it in normal tone. And I'm like, it reminded me of myself when mm. certain people were like, is Reggie White your dad? I'm like, yeah, he's my dad. But like, that's not, you know, I don't want to get any extra special treatment. Like, you know, and yeah. it, that's the kind of vibe I got mm. from him. And it was funny because he said, he said, I wish Netflix would do a series mm. on all of us. Mm. And I was like, pitch it. That would be great. Yeah, because that would be I, legit. I was like, because you don't get to see, like, I know Warren Moon's oldest daughters, I think, are my age. I know, like, there's there's a lot of athletes like the, uh, um, 
oh gosh, what's his name? Oh my goodness. Hardy Nickerson's kids are about my age. Like Michael Dean Perry's kids are about my age, but you start throwing some of these other names around and they don't, no disrespect, they don't hold the weight that like a right. Charles Haley or Reggie White mm-hmm. does, right? right? Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he said, I was like, man, I said, where do you live? And he's like, I'm in Dallas. I said, I'm coming to see mm. you. I said, me and you, and he's down there and he has like a ranch and he rides horses wow. and stuff. And he had a cowboy hat on with like a yeah. feather in it. Yeah, he was all about that <laughs> life, right? And yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. And so I would just it was it was an interesting experience because I think out of everything that happened that weekend, I loved what Brian Dawkins said to me. I love what Charles Haley said to me, and I was so happy to meet Charles Haley's son because I, I was it was almost one of those moments where I was like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Mm. Oh my gosh, because there's some athletes, kids that I've met that just. They know they're such and such as kid, mm-hmm. and they know yeah, co- coattail riders. Yeah, yeah they're, oh, they're just gonna. Man, I'm somebody because of my dad. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. it's like trust fund babies. Yes, yeah, yeah that go yeah. around just yeah, I, I, and it's any walk of life, right? You could be. Yeah. I, I went to a school that shall not be named, but if you or my father went to a school that shall not be yeah, named. it just mm-hmm. you know it's like all this stuff. But I no, literally, I went to a school that shall not be named. That <laughs> the kids treated me like they were above me because right. their parents were da 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 right. and I'm like in the back of my mind I'm like I got something over all of y'all and you know it but I'm not gonna you know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't play that card oh, you know? we're, hey we're actually going to the same school together you know what I'm saying I mean it's yeah. Not, yeah it was but it was it was I won't call them out but they the, let's just say they, they were in the news five years ago for some un, bad underhanded they uh, their principal or owner whatever went to jail for um, for um not money laundering, but he was taking money from the right, Yeah, it was bad. But anyway, so it's you'll not just, like I'm not putting off the air. I will. I might even put that on there. I don't care. <laughs> they they need to get their act together. They do not celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Oh, really? They hmm. do not. They do not at all. They say they don't want to celebrate a man. It's just a man. It was a, it's a private hmm. Christian school. Okay. They sure. said they don't want yeah, to celebrate sure. a man. And I was like, okay, but your religion is founded in Calvinism. <laughs> So to each their own, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Touche. Anyway. Yeah. So it sounds like it was actually really therapeutic for you. It being, was. Being down there. Perfect. Perfect. And that's what I told my sister. I said, this has been therapeutic. Mm. Getting all his stuff together, getting it ready. Because my mother was out of the country. My sister flies for Delta. Shout out to Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, she was flying. I lost my bags last night. Did they really? You know what? I don't know what my sister can do. But Probably we can not. give you we can give you a snack pack. You want some snack packs? Oh, some peanuts. Ooh. Oh, they don't do I, peanuts anymore, this, do they? Yeah, it's just I, sna- I, it's just that's, that's I, I like the uh, generic version of like Chex Mix. No, oh, okay. They, I know some of the planes of it. Next time I come, I'm going to tell my sister she's got to hook you up. She can get you some. We're going to get you some snack packs. We're going to get you something. You know what? I never, I never expected rubbing elbows with Jeremy White would lead me to this. Yeah, snack this is this is this is what you this is what you get. This is the coattails you get to ride. It's, it's not so much any Reggie White stuff. It's more no. About let's snack talk about packs. the important things. Yeah. snack packs and, uh, and I, 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 I never turned down anything. You're right. But I like some. Snack there's packs. only a few things that turned down, but never, never. Snacks. No, yeah. it was. It was. Oh gosh, snack, snack packs. Like, I want to see just, a picture of you holding a snack pack. That's, oh, absolutely. I want, I want that post. Absolutely. I will. <laughs> my, my sister has some. She has so many stories. About, oh, but she's I like, mean, oh, you know, actually, that would be uh, that would be a great show. Like, so she is she a flight attendant? What she's she a flight do? attendant? Ooh, she's I would got love so many. I wonder if she. I wonder if she's it's flew. only been a year. Uh, no, she I, has I know. So, so she stories. would not be on the plane where I defecated in a vomit bag. 
Oh no, yeah, you he, did? No, she would story. not have been on that plane. <laughs> true story, it was. Right after 9-11. Oh, oh, yeah. oh god. Oh, well, that's a yeah. lot of stuff going on in that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was right after 9-11, yeah. you defecated yeah. into a One of the vomit, vomit bags, bag. Yeah. First of all, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> the logistics, the aim. The it's, got, it's, it's, got the little, it's got the little funnel on it. Okay, and so, okay, okay. I mean, it must have not been been a a snake. It, it must have been pretty uh, loose. No, it it was. It can't was, believe it. It had to have been. A, it, well, could it have been? Wouldn't it been easier if it was? No, maybe not. It's one of the, uh, the activities in the Olympics. You know where you, you the runs. Yeah, runs the runs. Yeah, oh, oh. I can see that. Like yeah. Teen Titans, he had explosive diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was hilarious. Okay, where did we <laughs> get back. on right. track? So, yes, no, Thera- no. It, I don't know if she is therapeutic. Yeah. It was extremely therapeutic, and that's what I told her because I was the only person who could. My mom, like I said, mom was out of country. Sister was flying at the time, mm. um, and it was late December, and I'm getting all of his stuff together mm. because it was it was something my mother and David Hunt had talked about, but. There was something personal that was happening in his life. My mom was getting ready for her trip to be out of the oh, country. No. And so it didn't line up. And then my mom goes, hey, hey, by the way, they want to come. I'm like, oh, whoa. No. And I'm like, Wait, oh, what, no. what's going on? And she goes, no, no, no. They're going to bring a team, <laughs> a team of people. And oh, all you wow. have to do is point, right? Oh, and no. The funny thing is it was just David and Jeremy. And I told David that story. And David well, was that like. That is a team. It was, it was, yeah, it was two. It was technically a team. And, and I, I kind of I wanted to help him out. I was like, do you want me to like care? They said, no. Just, just show us where it is, and we'll get everything. Mm. But it was, it was extremely professional. But it, so, it was more therapeutic than I thought it was going to be because I'm going back looking at some of the stuff. Like, oh man, what? Maybe could, we could do this. Maybe this could go. And it just all these memories started coming back. Yeah. And then Radio Row for it being, it was all, I was only there two days, mm. but the first day was the most therapeutic because it was like I got back to my hotel room. I'm in Atlanta. It's the Super Bowl, and it was just me in my room. Thinking about all the things that had just transpired and all the positivity and all the, um, you know, all the questions and oh my goodness, Jeremy, thank you for your time. You don't mm-hmm. realize how like I was on Tennessee stations, I was on Florida stations, I was on Wisconsin stations, <laughs> and it was, I just I let it out. I think mm-hmm. I cried for like twenty five minutes. Sure, like it just oh, and gosh. and the thing is, I don't know. It's interesting because you know people. My sister, she went to school for um, family psychology. She has two masters in this, like this field. And she goes, we just don't do a good job in this country getting talking about grief. 100%. And getting people ready for the inevitable. And she's like, and, yeah. and uh, the thing that I, that I keep taking into my life, I'm like, if it comes, I let it come. Mm-hmm. I just let the wave happen. Yeah. And because I'm, you know, I keep going back to if there weren't good memories then I wouldn't be sad. My sadness mm. is a byproduct of an excellent yeah. memory. You yeah, know, that's a good point. That's same really thing good I point. had when I left Japan. I was like, I left Japan, and there was like the sadness I had, and I kept having to tell myself, that means something good happened. Yeah. Like right. it's just it's it's this balance. It's this yin yang, right? You got to mm-hmm. have the good with the bad, yeah, and just sure. it's just people want to stay. That's why I love. Okay, weird tangent, <laughs> but that's why I thought Inside Out was such a great movie. Mm. Did you see Inside yeah, Out? I love that movie. Yeah. I thought that was... Wait, which one's that It's one? the cartoon movie. It's the one with the emotions oh, yeah. in the head. Yeah. Joy, sadness, grief. Mm. Or, yes. uh, joy, joy sadness, sadness, fear, anger, and disgust. Hungry. Uh, yeah, yeah hungry. Exactly. <laughs> but it was... I loved it because it was... 
we thought, oh man, if you can control your emotions, wouldn't you always want to remember joy? Yeah. And they were like, no, but that's part of, but joy is part I, of sadness. I, I, that yeah. was a deep movie. I cried like a baby back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But you still never saw Lion King. Or Cardi, or Cardi B video. <laughs> so I don't want to ruin it for you. Do you know the big death in The Lion King? Hey, careful. No, I don't. All right, you let's, don't. Just let him leave. You managed to avoid Listen, that. Listen, just, just stop. What's his stop, Gmail? Stop. Everybody send him spoilers. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> Text Please don't him. Do that. I'll give you his number right now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, you can yeah. see it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. I'm sorry. You don't know what happens in the movie at all. I know, I know that this cat gets held up to the sun by this... <laughs> Gray looking animal. I know that. This is what I want from you. I want if when you when you watch this thing, I want live tweeting. <laughs> I'm following it. I'm Please following God. it. Yes. Live tweet using the SFP one and just and just live tweet this. It's gonna be better than the Super Bowl. I can do that. It's gonna be better than the Super Bowl. I will literally I'm I gonna promote probably you. could I probably could have a uh, a tweet storm of all the Disney movies I'd never seen because of my wrecked childhood due to yeah. uh, these these so just live yeah. tweet it. So oh, if you're listening, oh, man. I've never seen Little Please. Mermaid. I haven't either. I haven't seen that one. I forgive you. I forgive you. And nobody knew who I was pointing to. I was pointing to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen. Now I've watched Aladdin enough times. See, the thing is, that, that was my favorite. But I haven't seen Aladdin either. I'm telling you right now. I I've seen. All right. I've seen the Aladdin TV show or Jasmine right. TV show yeah. or whatever. But. Or okay, okay, right, because that's been pushed. Okay, so if you if you get to the songs, right, and you ever want under the sea, yeah, if you ever need that's so, not in Jasmine though. That was no. in that was no. in, not in. <laughs> we need to talk about you the way you you sounded like me describing the Girl Scout cookies earlier. You know the peanut butter ones. <laughs> They're in the desert, and you say under the sea. <laughs> this is not Aquaman. <laughs> <sighs> They sing under the sea in Aquaman? No, yes. no, they're in a uh, desert. Oh. And even though he's supposed to be Aquaman, gotcha. like, why are they in a desert? Yeah. It was When they get to the singing parts, call me, and then I'll <laughs> sing like the karaoke version mm. there you go. to get you like primed and ready. And then you can, mm. then you can say... I know Jeremy White, and he did a better job than um, than the Disney characters. I like Straight up, I, I like need that. live tweeting online again. I, I may just do a like a Periscope or a Facebook Live with we, motion. I think we need to do. You guys need to do that. <laughs> I would totally be down to promote that. Forty-two-year-old man. Seriously, how would the headline read that? Forty-two-year-old man robbed of childhood. Uh, Watch Disney movies. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna. Write this down and mail it to ourselves. You know what? We hold on. We know what we need to do. We need me and you need to get together and do some um, over unders or like some <laughs> oh, bets yeah. and some um, some prop some odds. Bets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like will he cry on this scene? Yeah. How many seconds Ooh. until he cries on yeah, this yeah. scene? Um, how long until he starts kind of bobbing along with the music? Because this, all point, this music is new to him. Yeah. Oh, At what gosh. point would he fall asleep? That's that's mm-hmm. another one, and yeah. I think I, I think you know. The Little Mermaid, I think that, I, that could, I could, yeah. I could sense on when yeah, he could. Easy. So we, we'll need a list here of things I've got to catch up on. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. I, I, anyway, back to our guest. Toy, Toy, Toy Story on. I'm good with. You haven't okay, seen Toy Story? Do you saw Toy I've Story? Seen, I've seen Toy Story. Okay. Did you see Toy Story three? Yeah. Did you cry? Yes. Okay. This is going to be no, good with the over under stuff because this is this is um, so that's a good barometer. Of what it's it, like now. Here's the thing. Here and I know I know we want to get back to our guest. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this is more important. <laughs> Do not watch any of the sequels. Like uh, if you haven't seen Mulan, 
don't bother with. Oh, there's a Mulan too. There's a Mulan too. There's a Little Mermaid too. There's a Lion King yeah, too. Yeah, we're just are going those, straight those, only for the original. Don't is that bother. the straight to DVD versions or something? Basically, like probably, probably, yeah. basically. And Mulan's great. Mulan's a great. Did you see Mulan? No. no. Okay. The answer's no. No, no. They're all Chinese. They're not Japanese, hmm. which, fun fact, you will not find Mulan in Japan at all. Really? Period. They have all the other Disney princesses. They do not have Mulan. There's a little. Oh, just a partisan two thousand year old yeah. racism that makes whatever people think is going on in this country look like mm, they they, yeah, they hate yeah. each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> they hate each other. Mm. That so. the Koreans too, right? Yes, yeah. it's. I had a Korean. I had okay. I want some barbecue. I have to context this. I want some. I want some like pot stickers <laughs> and egg rolls. We're gonna move on and, from that. And I'll, I want to go to my favorite Korean barbecue. Re- Korean barbecue. Yeah, but I'll, kimchi, uh, bologi, kimchi, and I, and I want to go to my favorite uh, Chinese restaurant that I will not mention because he calls me, "Hey, Roundai." <laughs> <laughs> and I give him a high five, and he brings me out what the, he oh, brings me out food, so and also what the, they cook for the kitchen. So it's awesome. Korea right. is great. I haven't been there, but I know it's okay. So, so rounding <laughs> this thing out. Got to tell you guys what what was the highest selling yeah, thing. Yeah, come on. Um, you could you could see it online, but I'm not going to say the number because I just it just I don't want to be whatever. We'll do over under on this. One. It was you know we could we could do over under. So I'm going to tell you guys what it was. Okay, and then you guys can you guys can say you know what you thought. So um, it was Emmett Smith's traded helmet during the 94 season in the Pro Bowl. The mm-hmm. players used to trade helmets with each other. So at one point in time, I believe we had Barry Sanders' helmet, Jerry Rice's helmet, John Randall's. Don't look. Ed you can't Smith's. cheat. Um, I don't even think he's, he knows where to find it. Wow. Yeah. So, but that it was they, they, they showed that that was the one he traded with. So my dad gave him his helmet from that season, and mm-hmm. then Emmett gave him his helmet. The 94 okay. season. 94 mm-hmm. season. Um, Emmett signed it, and it was a, I don't know, It was there's two decals on the back for a couple of, players i don't know if they passed away that year or whatever but it was a very you know unique helmet mm. and i think we think emmett wrote on there thanks for the great week but it looked like my dad's handwriting so we weren't <laughs> completely sure because my dad mm, fun fact had terrible handwriting <laughs> he passed that I down to his son it was just it's bad sure. i have all his bible notes that uh, i want to go through but it's read. just going to be tough yeah but but, uh, but you have to read them right to left <laughs> there you go. I see what you did there. So, so this helmet is there, and I'm at Radio Row, mm-hmm. breaking everybody's hearts, telling them I'm a Cowboy fan, sure. right? Because they're you know, and I'm they like, fun fact, right? I think that's what pushed this up. Oh, I really, in my heart of hearts, I really believe that yeah. somebody out there was like, Reggie White's son's a Cowboys fan. Here we go. And they've got an Emmett Smith helmet. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So I'm gonna make sure he's not gonna buy that back. It, it was right, right, right. It was <laughs> fun fact. I have two helmets signed by Emmett, and one thing personally signed to me. I'm good. You can keep it. So totally <laughs> fine. In a jersey, I, more stuff. I think I have more stuff signed by Emmett Smith than I do my own father made out to me. <laughs> but <laughs> birthday cards, I guess they count. Yeah. Parent teacher conference slips. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, your basket. That was what right. <laughs> from Reggie with love. Here's a laundry bag. Do the laundry. Do the laundry. So this thing was the highest seller. I'll give you a, I'll give you a, um, we had a Eagles chair mm-hmm. that 
it was it's just a helmet chair. Okay. Eagles, okay. and yeah. it's the most uncomfortable chair, but it's cool because it's a yeah. helmet, right? Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's like it would be great in a man cave. Right. right. I think the like the reserve price they thought it was going to go for maximum maybe 2500 right because it was my dad's right mm-hmm. um and i think i had awarded to him by like the eagles i gave him a chair like thanks he couldn't fit in it like, okay uncomfortable yeah. but that actually went for like 6500 wow. it was crazy because okay. the guy on the guy okay. from hunt ox he goes did you see the chair i was like really like who mm-hmm. the Dude. cowboys helmet wasn't different stratosphere you guys want to do the over under it's on gonna this? It, but in in the in to be fair, at the back of the Eagles uh, chair, you can do the Iron Throne behind it, which would be really awesome. Yeah. See, and I'm now you're now you're talking because now yeah. you can do like you can do a '92 back there. You can do a Jerome Brown '99. You can do a mm-hmm. Van Buren, like you know yeah, or something. You can do, you can do the, you know, so whoever bought that chair, invite. Southern Fried Philosophy mm. to Radio Row for the Super Bowl 2020 because that's an excellent that's an see, ex- see now I'm wishing I kept the chair see? so that I could be Should've sitting in the me. Iron Throne. Should have asked me. Oh, All right, so so this helmet. Yeah. Uh, do you want to set the over under? Do you want to set it? No. I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll set it at twenty one thousand dollars. Okay. Over under. You're saying under. I'm about the under. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying twenty one thousand. He's saying under. So if it's above, I win. If it's below, he. Okay. Way too low. Really. Almost triple that. Whoa! Oh, holy crap! Dad, Almost God. triple that. I saw that, and I I sat back in my seat, and I'm just like. Oh, I had mm. something to do with that. I must that, have had something to do with that because the, literally the the reserve price I think was maybe fifteen, wow. maybe, and it was this readily available information. So Madre, don't call me out for saying why are you telling our business? It's not our business. <laughs> it's readily available yeah. on the internet. It was fifty seven five. Wow. Yeah, I was I was blown because I you no, you gotta understand in That's context a, of everything else, mm-hmm. the Bart Star Award, the Mackey Awards, the All Madden Awards, the Defensive Player of the Year, mm-hmm. nothing came close. Wow, nothing came close to that. Like it, the jerseys, there was a few jerseys that yes, they they did well, but like it, you would think like older Pro Bowl jerseys, mm-hmm. maybe making uh, um, maybe breaking into five figures there, mm-hmm. you know, ten ten thousand mm-hmm. up. Nope, it, it's wow. like. It was, but it was just, it floored me. I was like, the number one thing in my dad's auction was a cowboy item on my goodness. <laughs> <The> <laughs> like, it just, it, I thought it was so funny. But at the same time, I took solace in the fact that I was like, all right, dad, I see you looking out for yeah. me. You're, you know, because yeah. let me tell you guys a quick story. I had a chance to go to the Cowboys game, the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers mm. last, last year. Never been to AT&T Stadium before. Never been to a Cowboys game in Arlington, ever. My sister uh, is talking to my mom. She's like, "Hey, we're gonna get. I'm gonna fly for free. I'll pay for Jeremy's ticket. Let's let's go out." And my mom's like, "I think I have a connection." She called a Hall of Famer who will not be mentioned mm-hmm. and said, "You know, my son's a big Cowboy fan." He said, "Hey, we can get him out. We can get him to the game. Wow. Awesome." My sister's sitting there, setting us all all behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. She said, "You want to go to Dallas for the game?" I was like, "What? Really?" Mm-hmm. I got turned into that person, and she's like, "Yeah, we got it. We're all set." Don't look at the price on the ticket. We're all good. You know, we got mm-hmm. you. We, you're set. I was like, oh, man. 
meet my sister down there. We get to the hotel that the, you know, the flight attendants are staying at where there's an Indian wedding. We're thinking about crashing because it was gorgeous <laughs> and it sure. smelled like curry, you know. We yeah, it was, it was, it was at least five conference rooms. Right. We, wow. we were about to crash oh, it. Huge. It was great. Mm-hmm. We didn't crash it. That would have been the better story. So mm-hmm. oh, no. we, we get the next day we wake up, we go to the AT&T stadium. I'm like, Facebooking and Instagram and about to be in here and all this stuff. I'm so mm. excited. We get up to Will Call. All oh, in no. Will Call. We're there. Cowboys Dallas. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm wearing my Ezekiel. Like, I'm turning into a fan. I'm just mm-hmm. like freaking out. And they said, what's your, what's name is under? We're like, Jeremy White, Jacolia White. Like, we're, and they said, we don't have it under there. And then we named the Hall of Famer's name. I said, would it be under that? Well, we we had no way to prove it because mm-hmm. we didn't have our yeah. uh, IDs didn't say his name. Right. So they're like, no, we don't have it. Oh, no. We call my mom. My mom says, here's the, the player's number. Call him. Called him. The player called us back. At this point, it's second quarter. We had oh, decided no. to walk back to one oh, of their, no. like they had Texas Live. It was across from Ranger Stadium. And my sister, my sister got mad enough for the both of us. I'm like sitting there, like everything's uh-huh. bigger in Texas, especially <laughs> the disappointments. You know, I'm like, trying to, yeah, it was that whole that you know that whole thing. And so it was. We got all the way there. We talking to the Hall of Famer. We're on the phone. It's second quarter. He's like, I am so sorry. And he said, It my guy. The connection in Dallas, because he's not in Dallas. Mm. He said, my connection in Dallas forgot. Mm. Just forgot to bring tickets to Will Call. Mm. So he goes, I'm going to try to get in touch with him. It ended up being the third quarter. Mm. He told us, walk back to the stadium. We Maybe it was still get you in. Oh, no. We get all the way back to the stadium. The guy who dropped the ball calls us. Mm-hmm. And in a very unprofessional voice, not me, not not disrespectful, it was just very much like, you entrusted <laughs> you entrusted the transaction of taking tickets to will call to a person who when my sister talked to him on the phone did not say hello you know hello mrs white this is such and such he answered the phone and goes Oh, hey, this is Rocky and my sister's like oh god <laughs> she's like, oh, no. she's like, and they're like I'm real sorry. Like that wasn't such and such fault. It was my fault. Like I'm real sorry about that. Like, are y'all from Dallas? And she goes, No, we flew in from Charlotte, North Carolina, and we're here just for the game. He's like, Oh man, my bad. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. And it was, Uh. it was that we couldn't get mad at anybody. We knew it was that this person's fault. We Mm -hmm. didn't know it wasn't the Hall of Famer's fault. Wasn't my mom's fault. Wasn't anything. But it was. And then, but I thought walking away. This is exactly what I get. I had no heartbreak for mm. the Cowboys that year up to that point. Mm. That was how my dad stuck it in that year. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where the playoff loss to the Rams meant nothing to me. I was just right. like, okay, it is yeah. what it is. You yeah. can't cut me anymore. Yeah. I just I, I want him to lift the, the curse, man. Just, <laughs> just God, I, he's going to let it. Like, okay, sorry. And they, so, and they thought after Romo left that was going to lift the curse. But. Oh, my gosh. No. And I told all, I told it on Radio Raw, I said, for all the Cowboy fans, Blame Jeremy White. And <laughs> and I was on a Packer radio network, and they go, no, 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 these are Packer fans. They are thanking you right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there you go. There you that's go. what it is. That's that. That's why I believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> that was his Saul of Tarsus moment. <laughs> <laughs> well Biblical done, references. Well I love done, it. Sir. All right. Okay. <sighs> well, 
that's enough for one show, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you, you got to come back on a gig. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want you guys to get tired of me. I, no, draw, no, I have a tendency man, to drone it. on. No, 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 we love it. All good. We love it. Um, yeah. So, anyway, appreciate uh, Jeremy uh, coming on the show here. Any, I know you got some things going on, so plug yeah. your sites, plug your books. Yes. Um, so, Estelle and Gustav on Amazon.com. I got to um, tell you a story about that real quick. Okay. And uh, so, if you go on, it's, it's Gustav, G U S T O F F. It's not Gustav A V. Like, mm. oh, it's, it's easier to rhyme for the kids. <laughs> Off and Gustav. Okay. And uh, also, if you could go on YouTube, um, youtube.com backslash C, the letter C, backslash Jeremy White Education. Give me a subscribe on Lyft Tutoring. Since. I have mm-hmm. been to talk to you guys. Remember, you guys won the Southern Philosophy yeah. uh, bump, right? Yeah, the right. SFP bump. Well, I will let you guys completely take credit for this. Nice. I am up, at up to six. 1,860 oh, wow. subscribers. We did it. I went from 120 to... Well, no, no. It, when I saw talk to you guys, it was less than a hundred. Yeah, like you, we were trying to get you yeah. over a hundred. That's right. And yeah. th- there were some people who had subscribed to help me get over a hundred. No, and then I guess the you know the international yeah. reach. Yeah. Bye bye. One thousand eight hundred and sixty. So if we can get all one thousand six hundred and eighty to listen to our show, that'd be fantastic. You know what? I'm going to plug you guys. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to say this. Plug. This show <laughs> is brought to you by Southern Fried Fries. There, you go. <laughs> there it is. There you go. You know, a, getting so much. You, know, <laughs> you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. And Actually, I do right over that shoulder. If you could just get that. You know what? Though that would be a great topic, though, to get a kid who has seen The Lion King. Breaking it down making, with you, make, making fun of me. <laughs> yeah, because I, I got a, I got a ton of stuff. Like I do video game stuff on mm-hmm. there because I, I tell parents, hey, critical thinking is not just you know with books. Like here's some good ways to connect with mm-hmm. your kids. Like yeah. all the parents don't understand Fortnite. I try to incorporate some of that stuff, not Fortnite, but what's, into my what's, channel. What's Fortnite? No, God, you're not. No, you're not. You're not serious. Okay, I'm gonna leave that- you alone. I'm gonna leave you alone. But so it's <laughs> it's educational stuff, but it's also like tips yeah. about connecting with your. <laughs> Kids, uh, don't let them listen to Cardi B. That is not age appropriate. Do not let them go watch Deadpool. That is not age appropriate. Mm. Do not let them play Mortal Kombat. That is not age appropriate. Mm-hmm. There are more games that are age. Kingdom Hearts 3, Super Smash, but I can go on and on. But it's just like my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just you'd be amazed at how many parents are like, oh, I just don't want them playing all these violent video games. Newsflash. Most of the video games that are sold are not violent. Yeah. Just do a little bit of research and there's that little ESRB logo mm-hmm. and it tells you. I like Donkey Kong. Kong. Donkey Kong is excellent. Do you guys? Yeah, do you guys? Are you guys know about Super Smash Brothers? I've I've heard of it. Quick yeah. plug to your listeners: If you want to berate somebody, please come to my channel because I am ranking all seventy-five of the fighters, mm. seventy-five through one. So I'm wow. bound. To tick somebody off, which is hopefully oh, yeah. what everybody's, I'm looking for. Everybody's in somebody's. You're going to yeah. put that person at that. So that's that's. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's critical thinking, making lists, getting kids to say who, what, when, where, why, and how. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like this bourbon and girls got cookie. This yeah. th- Cur- this critical thinking. Th- absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think good job. Good job, Megan. That's what I did. I you know, I thought that. you needed some critical skill help, and so I, brought, <laughs> I put that together. Check on skill set. <laughs> Oh my goodness! YouTube, like yes. you said, Estelle and Gustav. Yes, um, and that's yeah. No, lifttutoring.net. Um, that'll lead you to some of the videos too. On, but it, just hit the subscribe button. That's all I need. I just need that subscribe button because I'm trying to, you know, 
when you can get any sort of monetization, oh, it yeah. helps me Shout be passion, able to yeah. pass pass on that to some of the kids I'm tutoring. Yeah. You know? Interesting story about this, Dale and Gustav. Um, I took that book home that you brought uh-huh. for my daughter, and she's six years old. <clears throat> I, uh, I can't remember how many episodes back on that you were you were on, but we now have about 168 books <laughs> that she's written. Uh, she calls it uh, S and Bestie. Is that is her name of her books? Oh, but wow. but she was inspired by that book. And, and Wait, really? No, no, no kidding, man. I'm telling you, brought that book, read it to her probably three or four nights, and wrote it. And all of a sudden, uh, she's out there. I mean, I've gone through probably seven reams of paper just for her. Like, <laughs> wait, she draws. She does her own illustrations. She comes up with a storyline and everything. It could be like Eston Bestie go buy a burger, or Eston Bestie rob a bank, or whatever it may be. <laughs> you know, she does that. Hold on. Because she read that, you read that book. With I, I will swear on my life, absolutely. I am. Ta- I'm gonna. Oh, I'm so excited, about dude! I, we, <laughs> His I, eyes are lighting up. Right our, now. our house is littered with like six page books, eight page books. I am happy yeah. that your daughter could, could connect be, like that. Yeah, yeah that me was too. that me too. was because that was literally. Oh gosh, that's a whole other segment. But that literally, I wrote it because I was working at a daycare, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the characters were representative of the kids and yep. they were inputting. And wow. then I just had yeah. to like tune it up. I still have a uh, girl who's going to be, Oh gosh, she's going to be 15 this year. Yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah. And she had, was on me. Get this done, get this mm-hmm. done, get this done. The second one, the third one we met after I was on yeah. last time. And she said, you, this is where this needs to take place. This is going to take place in this area. Cause she has Asperger's. And she said, this is going to take place in this area, and we're going to base it off the three romantic kingdoms, Mr. Jeremy. And I wow. go, Lola, please tell me what the three romantic – she goes, obviously, because it's, it's based on this book, but we're going to have two romantic kingdoms because three is too many. And she went down and broke all this down. I looked up this book about the three romantic kingdoms. Guess what year it was written? 1800. 1500s. <laughs> what? She wow. read this book, and she just knew all about the three romantic periods. And I said, why did you read this? And she goes – she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, because I was interested in it. Yeah, sourcing huh. material for the book. Literally. It, it, so there's there's a second one. There's a prequel in the works. There's all sorts wow. of stuff. But that, no, I really George love Lu- George that. Lucas just signed on. Mm-hmm. I heard. That's, yeah, I heard um, Walt Disney. They yeah. decide, they're, they're, I'm in a bidding war right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Between DreamWorks, Sony, and Disney. Pixar. Right. Um, right. And, and Netflix is trying to buy in on a deal. And a it might be bit. a YouTube Red series. Yes. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, who are original. Yeah. There we go. And, you know, <laughs> we're, we're trying to look at possibly getting Will Smith to play. He's <laughs> one of the main characters. I, I think well done. Yeah. He's the Will nor- Smith he's the nor- Will, Will's going to be the Norwal. <laughs> yeah. It, no. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> Sorry, <we> buddy. <laughs> I'll have to make a blue character just for him. And they say, why do you make this blue character? Because of Aladdin. <laughs> Was it Aladdin? <laughs> Aladdin, you're right. Oh, gosh. Well done. Oh, uh, All right. got to wrap this thing up, Bravo. guys. I, I hate to do that, but yeah, let's go gotta, and wrap it up. you gotta, you got to go to the meeting. You're right. <laughs> I'm starving right now. <laughs> I, need more, I need more girls. Hey guys, we appreciate you tuning in as, as every week. You please go to our Facebook page at Southern Fry Philosophy or our website at southernfryphilosophy.com. You can also, which my favorite way to connect is through our iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you legally source your pirated music. I, mm-hmm. I don't care. Just <laughs> go there, subscribe, rate, give us a review. Uh, like I said, please go follow Jeremy out there. Uh, support his YouTube channels and Facebook. Lift yeah. Tutoring, L-I-F-T. Lift there you Tutoring. Go. 
Appreciate you guys as always. And as always, keep looking up.